Geek Shock. Geek Shock. Oh, the weather outside is frightful, but the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to go, make it so. Make it so. Make it so. I assume it's going anywhere. As soon as he starts doing the mic checks. Yeah. You know, well, I have to say, I do appreciate the way we do this because I'm really tired of all those podcasts I listen to that do a 30 second intro lead in. And it's like, what guys, is that? yeah, let's go. What the, you're not radio. You're not, t- people are not running from the kitchen with their sandwich in hand going, oh shit, the podcast is about to start. Yeah. It's like the, the, another podcast I listen to, which is really quick writing excuses. They actually try to keep themselves at no, no more than 15 minutes per episode. And they literally do this. They do this clacking like the fingers on a keyboard. Clack, 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 clack. This is writing excuses. And then, boom. Right to it. Start. It's beautiful. Yeah. And, you know, that's because, man, I think 10 seconds is fine. 10 seconds, yeah. I think, is the limit. Yeah. But, man, I just sit there. And especially when they just play music. Right. Yeah, I love oh, Rob Paulson's yeah. uh, podcast. But, yeah, his intro, it's like, oh, here we go for two minutes. I do. Yeah. Now, now, one thing I will say there. There's another one. It's called, this guy's called Hour of the Wolf. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard that on a radio. Yes, because it's it's, an, it's, it's he. They do podcasts, but they do podcasts of their radio broadcasts. Okay. And this guy, he interviews. He he talks to everybody. So I listen to him whenever he's talking to science fiction talks or fantasy writers, writers and oh. stuff. But he'll he'll it will kick off a two and a half minute jazz instrumental jazz thing just run i mean dude you want to talk about npr that is so npr but his his interviews are great yeah so i totally respect him on that but and holy you can fast crap. forward a podcast boom yeah well you know when but you don't I'm, want to when you start well yeah i'm driving in my car usually i mean that's almost the entire time i'm listening to podcasts walking you, you, taz you, you and driving in my xbox car. forward podcast and then it takes you to the sci-fi no channel. you don't oh. because then the machine explodes <laughs> Right. Stupid piece of crap! You're gonna, I know you're going to talk about Stupid it today. I, am I going to talk about it? Aren't you? Maybe we should talk about it's it. A- Welcome to Geek Shock, folks. It oh! is episode two seventeen. I am Master Torgo. I'm the famous Paul. Eighties Joe. Commander K. Fact check, Dandy, yeah. and oh. we're here to talk weekend geek. Hey, well, you got something else? You got you got two personalities you want to introduce? Well, just like we got empty seats in here. Yeah, we, have we, had, we got a last minute uh, cancellation, unfortunately. Right. But down so, the road. So, Bonzo, I know you're listening. I apologize, sir. It was a last moment we'll have thing. You back again soon. Yeah, very soon. Like the next, next time week. I'm not on, Bonzo, you're sure to be here. Don't worry, our secret identity thing is safe. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. One more thing on podcasts. Though. Has anybody else experienced this lately? Like where you start listening to the whatever whoever's podcast is, and they'll have like literally like sixty seconds to two minutes. Of them telling what's coming up on the podcast that you're listening to, where yeah. it's like, yeah. Yeah, 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 and it's like you know, does that. it's like part commercial, but part like it's like on oh, this podcast, <laughs> blah 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 blah, and then we talk about blah 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 and and how they feel about how they treat their character yeah, on blah 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 TV yeah, show. They're structuring it like it like, a, like a term paper. Yeah, but I mean, presenting the do they need to spend two minutes on that? Where like you're sitting there going, it's like, well, you're telling me everything about what you're doing on the podcast as opposed to just you know, putting it on the the podcast or intro, intro that would make me say, "Okay, I do want to download this," or "I don't want to download this." Yeah, I mean, because a lot of times it's That's literally the, almost verbatim. Move the interwebs, man. The paragraph. That's true. Some people do like that. Some people are crazy like that. Yeah. Some people want to know everything that's going to happen before it happens. My wife, for example, <laughs> she is the spoiler queen. 
She knows everything that I goes down. I used to down. be like that. She knows everything that goes down in this next season of Downton Abbey, which hasn't even started broadcasting in the States. <laughs> She's got it. She you knows it all. Yeah, yeah. We'll watch something like and she'll be like, oh, it's too stressful. It's too tense. I can't stand it. I got to go know what happened. I, I have to she say. She can't enjoy it unless the, the, the tension release of, oh, that person dies. I'll okay. say most of the ladies that I've, I've dated have been that way. What in the effing yeah. shit? What is that? I don't know. It, it blows my damn uh, mind. Yeah. I because I, I hate spoilers. Yeah. You've seen me in theater. I'll cover my head and ears. I've I'll s- hide in a curtain. I've seen you here when we just mentioned that we're going to talk about. Yeah. Today on the Geek Shop, we're that. going to talk about <laughs> Thor two. Yeah. Oh, Xbox I'll One. I'll go hide in my nose and eyes. Yeah, I, I remember a, a guy was talking about something going to happen in a comic book. You know, and then you know the next issue, I'm like. How could you possibly know that? And he goes, oh, I read it in Diamond Preview. I was like, ah, why would you do that? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, then yeah. why buy it? What the? F- yeah. And that um, it's hard to do. Man, comics are hard right now. Are you guys having trouble with comics right now? Uh, I don't really do new comics anymore. See? I've been out of comics for over a year. See? Yeah. Comics I, are I, fucking I, hard. I heard that uh, Bane is putting on the Batman outfit. That, that kind of summed it up for me. Well, I don't know about that. I'm reading the Court of Owls saga, which is great. I'm in the book two of that, which uh, Greg Capullo did the artwork. Okay. And, uh, I, I think they finally got to the point where really it is graphic novels, which is where they're heading. Yeah, it's all trades. Like, you can't... It's more fun to read in one big setting. It's just like going through a ton of... Whoa, hello. Uh, I don't really... Oh, good Lord. <laughs> Well, oh, especially when they get oh, into those. Is the mic like, smoking? What's I offended going on myself. That's uh, that water. Oh. Anyway. Um, well, the worst is like when they have like a story that takes place across like two or three different well, comic there series. Is, yeah, there is some of that in this Court of Owls thing. There's some, some stuff. Uh, I read the synopsis. I just picked up book two a couple weeks ago, and I finally got around to reading it today. Oh, and okay. And it says, uh, you know, Ooh, previously. I can smell that now. Yeah, so I said, wow. Help. He blew it my way. Oh, he blew it your way. Fan somewhere? Please help. He I, said previously <laughs> on da da da. And I was like, okay, I remember that. I remember that. I remember <laughs> you that. You had a mouth and fart. And you're eating apples, Paul. That is natural food. That should be cleaning you up. Your your body doesn't know how to handle that. That's what's happening. It's rejecting it. It's rejecting it. You are witness to the blood on the battlefield right here. This is this is the casualties. This is why I don't let anyone else use a Simpsons mic. Yeah. I really appreciate yes, that. Yes, thank you very much. Although, you be careful. I'm a little nervous that I've got the same similar. power as his. <laughs> the green ring of death. No one else uses this microphone. <laughs> thank oh God. Um, but yeah, there was stuff in, that they were talking about that I was like, that didn't happen in the in the main continuum. That was a bunch of other side shit. And I didn't pay. You know, they're, they're trying to get you to pay tons and tons that's of money. the whole for, reason for crossovers. I get it. Yeah. But man, but that's all the biggies are doing right now. Like there's two a year for both of them now, and I'm just I like know, I'm it's done. Kind of insane. I haven't. Uh, I don't. Well, I mean, know, I, just yeah. I, I don't read uh, mainstream comics because of that. I don't like mm-hmm. the whole team switching every few weeks. Yeah, I, I years want, ago, I read stuff by one creator or one group of creators yep. that has a vision, and if they do something crazy, at least it's their vision. You know. Yep. Years yeah. ago, Bendis yeah. broke the Marvel universe, whether he knows it or not, and it hasn't been the same since. And now it is up to just well, a few. He also made individual issues profitable again, which has been on a rough slant up till then. Single issue books? Yes. Because of his run on Spider-Man? Uh, no, because of his creating these huge events that are actually selling well. <sighs> well, that and, 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 also, and it's still a business. Also, t- you know, let's let's face it. He also laid the groundwork. I mean, the foundation for the the Hollywood Marvel. He did. He I did. Mean, I mean, everything they're doing oh. 
I mean, even, he's my even favorite. when they retro reference stuff in the movies, like say Go to Thanos or something like that, mm-hmm. it's still all built on on what uh, Bendis he's my laid favorite down. author. But but man, he just he's been putting it through the ringer with all this. I can't keep up with him. The steadiest the steadiest comic comic reading I do now is uh, Girl Genius, and I read that faithfully, and I've read every, all of it, and mm-hmm. it's online, and yeah. you, then you can buy the graphic novels. I mean, it's Nights at the Dinner Table. Yeah, I, I still have them, but I'm I'm kind of catch up. Yeah, no, I'm I that's the that's the one comic I do now. I mean, I cut back for financial reasons. Yeah, and actually, it's funny because that's the first time in my adult life I've ever done that. In fact, I used to meet people, you know, oh, I kind of fell out of comics, and I'm like, how could you do that? It's comics. Are you crazy? And I actually had to do that last year, mm-hmm. and it's really weird because I'll pop into Ralph's, and Ralph's a good man. He'll let you browse. And I'll sit there and I'll leaf through a A versus X or this, that. And I'm just like, wow, you know, this art is gorgeous. Mm-hmm. This, that, that there are some neat concepts flying around. You know, once again, how do, how do you resurrect Jean Grey? Well, go back in time and bring the, the, the teenage X-Men to this time continuum and stuff like that. And I'm like, that's some interesting stuff. But there are too many friggin' issues. And I just, I, you know. Right. The price point is something you cannot, you can't afford to be a serious comic collector yeah. anymore. I, when I calculated, I was dropping 15 to 50 a week, depending on what came sure. out. Yep. Yeah. And that does not include the impulse buy on a on yeah. a on a trade mm-hmm. or or a big special. I've got it and when trades are fourteen to nineteen ninety nine each. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I yeah. Work, yeah. Which they're they're not much cheaper, but they're a little bit cheaper. Yeah. I worked in a comic shop in the late eighties and there was a one of the guys I pulled for regularly had two hundred dollars worth of and this is in the eighties when the books were cheaper. Yeah. Regularly had yeah. two hundred dollars worth of books. Insane. Yeah. And where did where do these people find mm. the time? I'm so far behind on my books right now; it's disgusting. I'm literally two years behind. Well, I had to blow them out on one day. I I, uh, go to Ralph's, pick up your comics. If I if I worked, I worked, and when I got home, I climbed in the bed and I had that stack in the Mm -hmm. in the sack right next to me in the sack, and I read them. Yep. And I went to sleep reading those comics, and that was the that's the only. And if I didn't do it, if for any reason I drifted off, was too busy, nothing like that. That was it. it. They didn't get read. They started piling up. It'd become a mess. Yeah, I got to really slow down because uh, all my stuff is really nicely organized right now, but it's I still just have a lot of backlog to read. Um, so, you know, uh, the, my favorite thing right now is FF, the new All Red FF. The old FF was really good, too. Um, they say FF, I assume Fantastic Four. Fanta- well, it's just, it's just. FF. And when you say All Red, you're meaning Mike All Red, Mike not the Changer costume. <laughs> <Mike Red. laughs> Yeah. That's, that's what I had. I'm like, I was okay, like, did they torch the costumes? Am I that time, far so. removed from so, no. Ben Grimm's they, wearing red trunks? FF. <laughs> Mike Allred's FF is a very different Fantastic Four because the main that continuation. Does sound interesting. Are the main, they actually fantastic now? Well, here's the thing the main <laughs> Fantastic Four no, they're fabulous. are off. Reed, the fabulous four. Reed is dying. And they're trying to find a cure. He's not telling them, but that's what. So they're going on this crazy multidimensional adventure to try and find a cure for this disease. He's not telling them why they're going on this crazy multidimensional adventure. But no sooner have they departed and left other different superheroes in charge, taking on the mantle of Fantastic Four. Fantastic our road trip. Then all hell breaks loose uh, uh, on Earth, and these guys have had to step up. And it's very much in the vein of uh, X Force, Ecstatics. That uh, Mike Alred did, and yeah. which was my favorite comic of all time. I that finally got fun. the Omnibus collection of that all that. Uh, Any dead royalty yet? Um, no, 
not yet. Uh, that that was one of the few books that I had missed somehow during my run. But I finally now I have the omnibus that has all those issues, and I have all the single issues of that entire run too. So I love that series. But yeah, dude, we're just getting old. Yep. Yeah. We don't have the time. It's responsibility. Yeah. I it's, hate it's it. Not too much of the shit to do. It's, it's not well, just it's, that we're it's, getting old. It's that the book there's there's it's a prioritizing. They're expensive. Well, it's a yeah. lot of prioritizing because you you know have you have video games you want to play. You have TV shows you maybe want to watch. Or, time with your wife, maybe. Yeah, exactly. You're married, <laughs> so you know. When I was growing up, you could. <laughs> it makes the sour face. When no, I was growing up, fun. you could we watch TV. Oh, sorry. When I was, oh, sorry. Yeah. Go ahead. When I was growing up, you could conceivably collect every Marvel book. You're right. I mean, and it I used to buy really every. Hard. I used to buy yeah. every Spider-Man book. I used to buy books. all five Spider-Man books. Yeah, that. Yeah, and, and and in and you're right. And in doing that, in just buying those five Spider-Man books, I got caught up on a ton of the continuity of the rest of the Marvel universe. Without crazy crossover, they threw in a ton of crossover information. It'd be interesting yeah. if I'm somebody... I'm old enough that there was only one Spider-Man book. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 it'd be interesting if somebody did some kind of tipping point uh, study on phenomena like that. Because when Andy said that, that reminded me... Uh, something I hear when I listen to a lot of science fiction and fantasy writing podcasts. The older editors or writers would often use the phrase... But that was back in the day when you could read every single science fiction book that came out every year... And you knew everything about the field, what was happening. Now that is flat out impossible. You can you you would have to read multiple books and, and, and every and day. And that's just on physical published books. Exactly. Not exactly. even including just ebooks and self publishing. Right. Is it just is that just a case where there's just way more humans on the planet? Well, I, I that's the thing, is like where where is this coming from? Or is it a diversification? Of of the creation, you know the the growth of creation, where more and more creators are in, more and more publishers are doing stuff, and all of that's coming out because people are producing more. More is out there because it's it's gone mainstream. Yeah, there's a lot more side. entertainment options too. Well, that's know? the other thing because and it's publishing like, options. You know, you get these stupid. I I, I think most of the time they're blog bait because every now and then you get like some up and coming writer who will do. Is science fiction still relevant, you know, or science fiction is dying, you know, and it's really funny. A lot of it's myopic because they're just talking about writing. Yep. And it's like, dude, have you looked at a movie marquee lately? Have you looked at a TV guide? Science fiction is exploding. King. It is all oh, over it is. the place. But, you know, they'll sit there and they'll talk about, you know, book sales or this or that, and they'll whine about crap like that. And I think that a lot of that is 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 it is it's just it, once it goes mainstream it hits all the different media everybody starts picking up on it sadly i can't remember who it was and i can't remember who cited it but i have to mention it. there's there was a point at some point somebody was cited as being the last person who had read everything that was published ever Wow, because it had to have been a long time ago. It was was probably the 1800s. He dated the last Civil War widow. This was when they had like block press. Yeah, that's right. Right, Exactly. Chinese people were right after Gutenberg invented the movie. But there was a point where a lot of learned people had read everything that was out there. Sure, sure, sure. That makes sense. Then they found the Dead Sea Scrolls, and he's like, "Fuck, it wasn't everything." Yeah. Well, and that that makes me think then too. Then how many? I wasted my life. Yeah. How many pieces of classic literature are there? Oh uh, well, uh, then you got to define classic literature, blah yeah. blah blah. Yeah. yeah. So there's um, there's a lot of parchments out there. Yeah. yeah. Right. 
can smell the wood burning. Oh, God damn it. I had a thought, and I just lost it. Okay. Damn it. It was in my fingers. It'll come back. Oh, for you, Andy, though, I just seeing Todd's shirt. He's got a Star Wars shirt on. It made me think of uh, just like after we talked about the Bechdel test on uh, the podcast last yeah. week, uh, a couple days later, uh, somebody I know had posted a link to this uh, TED Talks uh, thing uh, <laughs> video where they talk about Star Wars and how it fails the Bechdel test. Yeah, because I can see that. apparently in the Star Wars universe in, in A New Hope, there's only two women in the entire universe, yeah. Princess Leia and Aunt Beru. And, they never uh, and neither of them other, talk to yeah. each other. Well, there's also Mon Mothma. That's something I brought up that they didn't bring up. Mon Mothma's the leader of the goddamn rebels. So. But she doesn't but you speak to anyone. She doesn't make an she appearance. Speaks, yeah, she does. Yeah. She doesn't have a conversation. She makes lectures. She, 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 she lectures, talks about Bothans. She talks about Bothans. Many Bothans but, spies but die. The Bechdel to bring test this is, is to two us. female characters having a discussion about in the same about scene. Yeah. Do they talk to men. each other? And do they talk <clears> about something? And Mon Mothma actually doesn't actually sit down with Princess Leia no. and talk about that no. stuff. But, and if she did, she would have talked about Luke or. But him. she does give a straight up military uh, advice speech. You know, she just straight up gives military strategy and then says, may the force be, or she doesn't say well, may sure. the force be with you. But, but I thought it was an, it's, it's still at least an interesting role for a woman. That's oh, one, yeah, of, yeah, that's yeah. one of the action figures that I kept on the, the package. I like my mom Mothma action figure. Oh, yeah. sure. Keep her in bondage. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> she knows her place in the package. Woman in chains. <laughs> well, it was just—it was interesting that we had just talked about yeah, that, and um, then like two days later, I was I, hesitant to bring it up. My wife had been berating me with it the other week about it, and I was—it's so funny because we'll we'll talk all all the time about different stuff like this. Well, and, I mean, he makes and, some yeah, positive he, comments yeah, on does. it, but you know, he's not wrong. He's in, not. In he's not. The, he's not. The things but that he talks about. I get about. so she's just she she loves it. She just laughs at me because I get so touchy about Star Wars. It's one of the few <laughs> things that I'm just like, damn it, like well, Star Wars and Evangelion. I'm like, just don't talk bad about them. No, Let there be something good and perfect in this does world. It, does he embellish? Yeah, does I can't even say the word. Evangelion pass the test. You'd have to look that one up. Uh it be. It's only one woman, tricky. right? Tricky, yeah, but no. There's a lot. There's a lot of women, but they, but they're all wrapped up in dudes' lives. It's pretty. It probably would fail. Mm. It probably would. You fail. Know, Entertainment Weekly even had there, a chart. There week. is. There is really? a section. Where Echo Test has gone mainstream. Huh? There's a section where one of the, the main female programmers for the uh, underground uh, base uh, is trying to do this rerouting and fixing of the computer. And basically the computers, the base computer was based on her mother's programming and her mother's brainwaves and stuff. And it like turns out that like her mother was having an affair with this guy and then she is kind of having an affair with him too. And so she's like fighting her mother's yeah. ghost inside this machine it, it's weird i believe the test what anime they, they weird can't talk about actually, exactly actually it a relationship right it's, there yeah, it's all it's, it, it fails because it is it's all about everything in that movie centers around uh shinji's dad uh basically being the yeah yeah uh he uh but it's got some interesting roles for women but they are they are under the thumb of the the male uh, sensibility, that's for sure, in a lot of ways. Mm, boo. I mean, Asuka tries to break <laughs> loose. Asuka tries to break loose in some ways, but she's, I don't know. It's, That'd be a good name rough. for the sequel. Well, somebody Asuka apparently has, has uh, thought about this a lot because there is a uh, a couple of research links on whether uh, 
Amen. Neon, Genesis, Neon Genesis Evangelion passes the Bechdel test. Interesting. What, what's and, the uh, con- consensus? Just, uh, just browsing. Just a quick site. I Please just read like two or three yeah. paragraphs. It just says, uh, uh, it's getting better, but girls in shonen anime are primarily there to be saved or admired and rarely given the attention male protagonists receive. In this sense, Ava does well. Neon Genesis Evangelion passes the Bechdel test, though it takes several episodes, and two of the five Eva pilots are girls. Uh, the development of, I'm going to totally mispronounce this, so I apologize in advance. Paul. Welcome to my world. Kaoru <laughs> and Toji isn't even comparable to what Asuka and Rei get. Mm-hmm. Women are shown in multiple roles, mother, pilot, military, official, scientist, student, etc. Family is a huge theme in Eva, particularly NGE. So uh, Asuka, Sinji, and Risotto's mothers are extremely important to the plot and character development. Very much so, so. to clarify, Bechtel test. <clears throat> yes. The, uh, it doesn't matter that they talk about men, just at some point they have to talk to each other about something that isn't men, and it yeah. passes the test. Yes. There needs For... to be a scene, two female characters who have names, named characters, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, who talk about something other than relationships with men. I can, I can, uh, I can. It's, and it's and funny it's because... Like, it's, I th- the, the quick three-question one that I saw, it says... Are there two female characters in a scene that have names? That's what we just said. Number two, it says, do they talk to each other? Yep. Yeah, we said and that. Then, and, then, and then the third part was, you know, <laughs> do they talk to each other about something? It's funny because one of the hallmarks but, to that, the way I look at that, to, to, to look at this test and see what, what's being talked about is Firefly. And I'm like, Joss Whedon. So, you know, hey, you're all, uh, uh, oh, wow. And it's like, it's, I have a hard time recalling scenes where any of those women talk to each other and it isn't about how, you know, cute Simon is or what's going on with Mal or Ash is just driving me crazy. And I'm like, oh. Opening scene of Serenity. <clears throat> Opening scene of Serenity, they're all talking about going on the uh, the, the, the uh, heist. Where, are there men in that scene, or you're just talking about oh, two there women? Are, there are men uh, in the no, scene. No, 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 it no, just no. has to be no. just the two yes. women. Yes. Uh, I, according yes. to uh, Entertainment Weekly, as I said, they had that chart of various modern films. Iron Man three passes. That's good. That's like one of the few that did. I like that movie. <laughs> but Iron Man three passed. I really like Iron Man three. I really enjoyed it. What the hell scene was in Iron Man three? Uh, it was the, uh, it was uh, Pepper Potts, and I can't remember the name of the other the scientist. The, the other scientist, and they were talking about the technology. Cool. Very cool. So, yeah. What other geeky things you do this week, gentlemen, besides, you know, well, contemplate I, the state of the comic book I, industry? I sort of discovered, my brother discovered a podcast, or I guess maybe his friends do it, I'm not sure, but there's a podcast called uh, The Hadron Gospel Hour, which is <laughs> okay. Which is um, kind of sketch comedy. It's kind of like a very science fiction, nerdy fire sign theater. It's, it's really good. It's only three episodes out, but it's really quite wonderful. Cool. Huh. And what is it again? Hadron Gospel Hour. Okay. And yeah. It's, I like the name. On the criticism of podcasts, really, to quickly jump back, that's another thing that drives me crazy. Not that you did, did it, but I, I made you do that for a reason, is when people do a review of something and they say what they're reviewing in their opening review, and then for the next five Never minutes, say it again. it's about it. And they wrote, and this game or this movie, and what happens here in this and it, and the, and they never go back. And like, if you turn turn tune out for a second and don't hear what they're talking about, you're going five minutes not even knowing what the hell's going on. I do that with this news stuff too. Like I was listening to the uh, NPR 
driving around this afternoon and there was a story about some conflict somewhere where there was a Christmas tree <laughs> that they'd stripped Quite all the made. plastic off and used the used the Christmas tree branches as barricades for uh, for a siege. And I was like, where was that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And and, and, and and we're guilty of that, too. You know, and it's, yeah, we're not as bad. Man, but... let, me, let me just say, fuck you, NPR. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you for telling the story of someone breaking down a Christmas tree and using it as a barricade. That is, fuck you. I can't, fuck Paul, you. it's the liberal war in Christmas. Listen, and, and, listen. NPR is a hotbed of yes, liberalism. Paul, oh, my goodness. And a physical war in this case. NPR yeah. is, is... I can't listen to it. It is depression fodder. The, they only put up pieces designed to make you feel like garbage and shit. Oh, fuck them, man. I can't listen to them anymore. You feel like garbage in shit, did you garbage just Garbage in shit. Okay. You are yep. specifically wow. speaking about NPR news as opposed to their almost weekend, all weekend of, entertainment. Their almost all of their programming. <laughs> no, on the weekend outside, have- outside of their... Of their Totally witty shows. No, they have TED Talks on the weekend, and they have still. Something. That's just depressing as fuck. Most of it. Are you TED Talks. To TED Talks. Yeah, well, it depends on the subject, but it's <laughs> TED Here's Talks. That's usually yeah, that's yeah, usually it, positive. Yeah. And, and even the most uplifting, uplifting TED Talk, Kosovo. <laughs> even the most uplifting <laughs> TED Talk has a lining of, but this will never happen oh. because governments will never oh, fund God. or get behind this revolutionary positive idea. Nearly every TED Talk I've ever had <laughs> comes up with a solution to the problem and it's working. Mm. Okay, well, <laughs> I haven't listened to NPR in so long, like really like a year, okay. and I'm so much happier for it. Yeah. You don't, you, you don't miss Lake Wobegon? It's gone. Got Lake Wobegon. It, is it done? I haven't heard no, it in it's many years. We, the local NPR station did not renew it. I well, see. So we it's, did, it exists, just anything. not in Vegas. We didn't miss anything right. there because Garrison Keillor is charging way too much for that schleck. That's just, yeah. I like it, but Jesus, come on, dude. Mm, nostalgia. Let's do another catch-up bit. Get out of here. <laughs> I actually kind of dig the uh, the one the uh, um, vinyl cafe, which is sort of the Canadian version of it that they play that's, here. That's exactly it. I'm like, this is the poor man's Canadian Garrison Keeler. I hate that guy too. I don't mind, I don't mind the show until he gets to the part where he's trying to do his Garrison Keeler, yep. and then all of a sudden it's like, well, then I went over to the to the pawn shop, and then I thought, hey, I know, I'll pawn something. What'll I sell? I can sell one of my old records. Well, I looked through all my old records, and I couldn't find one that I could part with. So there I was, outside of the pawn shop, with a stack of records that I couldn't bring myself to sell. And I realized, I don't need to go to the pawn shop. I need to go back home, listen to my records, because all of those records mean something to me. Pawn shops are for pawners. I'm not a pawner. I'm an owner and a proud one. And I'm happy with my Canadian record collection. I got to know. Uh, is that a one that you heard or is that one you just made up on no, the spot? That, made up on the spot. That, that was really perfect. That, that was fucking yeah. perfect. It was dead on what that guy does. It was <laughs> and it, it's a beautiful, I'm an uplifting people. story, Paul. Fuck I, that. <laughs> <laughs> it's maudlin garbage. <laughs> I just showed you how you can make that shit up in two seconds. It's garbage. I, <laughs> garbage. I will say, I, I Garrison Keillor. A little teary eyed there. My dad used to watch. My actually, my dad, and my grandfather used to watch it like religiously. Garrison Keillor. 
it's, it's he's not better, that interesting. Uh, but it's, it's marginally, marginally, marginally but better. This Canadian guy is a poor man's Canadian Garrison Keeler, and it's really weak sauce. And I'm like, they're laughing at stuff like cafe. these little it, folks. things that he, these jokes he cracks, and I'm like. That's not funny. They laugh at the dumbest shit that the yeah. Canadian guy says. Like, he's like, and then he fell. He fell right on his butt. And everybody's like, Burr. yeah. And and like, well, when he stood back up, he realized he'd fallen on a piece of chocolate. Well, who'd put that chocolate there? <laughs> You're really good at this. It's kind of scary. <laughs> Nobody was sure. So they had to go on a search. I think you have a sixth voice. I don't care what Adam says. <laughs> I think he's got a new show. Anybody yeah, yeah. can do this. It's so easy. It's so easy. <laughs> it just makes me want to vomit in a shoe. Like, Fuck you, Final wow. Cafe. Wow, that's that's taking it to a new level. <laughs> Give me a shoe. <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, all I did this week is played a lot of video games. I beat, uh, uh finished Rise, Fall, uh, Rise, Son of Rome, and, uh, Marvel, Lego Marvel Super Heroes. Are you fulfilled? You I finished am. Lego Marvel Super yeah. Heroes? How long? I, I don't know. I, I was you put playing a lot. Of time a lot. I put a lot of time question. into it. But, uh, it was really enjoyable. Now I'm kind of, like, going back to, you know find the things that you don't do you play need it to, other for completion on that stuff do you play for full studs you just I go occasionally through? do it just it really depends on if you don't have a full stud count you're not really beating <laughs> lego marvel i don't care how long it is and you you have to play to completion you have to really play, you, know. you have to play to completion count every stud no matter how long i believe it's gold brick that's the one that you're looking for there, Paul. the gold bricks is tough and the model completion is i was tough. trying yeah. so hard not to feed into that but it's got me oh and then this one you have to um like each level has a stan lee a lego stan lee that you have to rescue mm -hmm. but depending on how far you've uh, or how many characters you've unlocked rather you can't get to the Lego Stanley without a specific yeah. characters mm -hmm. or a couple of characters have the same a similar ability. Yep. It's like one of them, like he's trapped in fire. So unless you have Iceman to put out the uh, greetings, true believers, I'm Stanley. Stanley coming to you from the Lego world, and I'm shitting bricks. Literally, literally, because that's what you do in Lego. See it? Poop, poop, poop. There See comes it? a brick. Sounds so horrible. It is. Yeah. T it's terribly painful. <laughs> you know how those sharp edges hurt when you step on one. Well, try it going out your asshole. <laughs> See, I'm picturing a Michael Donahue routine here. Remember the old Michael Donahue in the Saturday Night Live? Where we would do uh, impressions of people with 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 sharp sticks in their eyes. Now, and I'm picturing Stanley on fire. Here's my impression of Stanley on fire. And it'd just be somebody screaming yeah, and pain. Yeah. yeah, it's like, whatever. <laughs> Burn, I, um, Fuck I've you, Vinyl Cafe. I've been listening to a <laughs> I've been listening to... It was a touching record story. It, it I mean, are you serious? Sweet. Listen to sweet. your are records. Are you serious? I want to go home and read yeah. my comments yeah, I want, right I, now. I want to actually you know, explore so the full, full CDs. He's Canadian. He's Beginning serious about it. Beginning to end, not piecemeal yeah. it. Yeah, I, that's the worst part of it. Is he, he's sincere because he's Canadian, and the American in me is like just a cynical bastard. I'm like shut the fuck up, <laughs> shut up, and sell your saccharin somewhere else, you ass monster. <laughs> Tired of your bullshit. I've been listening to um, a lot of um, uh, old school revival um, podcasts. The OSR is is a whole bunch of people who are playing um, old school D and D. 
And because, uh, because I thought you were talking about that old time religion for a minute. There. Oh like, yeah, old school revival podcast. That's right. <laughs> this Sunday we're broadcasting directly to your heart. Jesus is well, coming you know, Ugly Couch Show. Let's let's take a moment and talk about Christ. But <laughs> oh, let's no, <laughs> no <laughs> moment but, over. <laughs> um, yeah. um, there's a, there's one that I'm listening to right now. It's kind of amusing. It's called Save or Die, and uh, they these people play. Old, old school d Hardcore, you will die. Yeah. Shit. 3d6, roll in order for your attributes, and you get a d6 for your hit points, and uh, some of them even knew Gary Gygax, and it, it's just, <laughs> you know. Talk about old school. Todd Rose's character is that way. Yeah, well, you know, Todd, uh, t- Todd would I fit into this. I, do, I don't like this. Can you whole... imagine? What? The, 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 how not fun that environment must be. How so? How so? Actually, like, if they make it a podcast of this, yeah, no, it's actually. I knew Gary Gygax. Yeah. Look, you, I know you think that mithril shield is worth way more than I'm going <laughs> to sell it to you for, but I knew Gary Gygax, and he would never offer a mithril shield for anything more than 20 gold coins. You and know, you're a fucking fool if you think otherwise. One, one of the interesting things listening to a lot of these interviews is those people who played D&D with Gygax, his game was not the game that, that you know, got sold. It's really it funny. loosey-goosey, huh? Yeah. I mean, there was, a, well, with the older school stuff, one of, their, one of the things that they always talk about is that there was a, it was rulings, not rules, and you really, you did a lot of improvising because not everything was laid out in the rule structure for you. And it, it's just, it's interesting listening to all of that listening. I'd like to examine a lot of the creative process when people are talking about either game design or how they play the games. Well, that's that's interesting to me. So now you're telling me with this, now with this podcast in particular, do they emphasize the creation of characters uh, that are likely to die kind of thing? Like, is it is it, do they emphasize... The life and death element is that the old oh, schoolers. Oh, the lethality is there. The old and, schoolers are all about the life and death. Um, well, all I don't know about all about, but it's it's definitely heightened there. Yeah. So they're constantly rerolling magic users. Uh, you, you can get that. You well, can get that line of. I mean, my, my my thought is like, you know, are they are they more of a short campaign kind of thing? No, no, it's long campaign. These are people what happens t- when somebody's out? Are they just out for good? Do they get a new character. What Reroll happens? a character, I imagine. Yeah, yeah. Reroll I a mean, new character. that's one thing I learned. I I've come to the conclusion. We can call this Kirsten's rule. But I come to the conclusion that lethality in a game system or a campaign is okay if your character creation is quick and dirty. If it's like 3.5 where it takes you three hours to make your new character, lethality blows. Yeah. Because you get killed and you're sitting there for the rest of the session making up a new character and maybe, you know, next week you'll come in. Whereas a lot of these games... The older ones, especially, it's it's three d six roll in order. You decide your class. Boom, it's so quick that you can literally have a new character in within a, within forty five minutes, a half hour, and I think that that's actually a good approach. And when I look at it that way, I'm like, you know what? I'm not bothered by high lethality because that's one of the, you do get your investment into your character, but being able to just okay, I'm dead. Let me get something new going here real quick is actually, I think, a good way to make high lethality acceptable. I concur with that. And they talk about save or die because that that's the whole, you know, that's one of the big things that everybody argues about. So, okay, yeah, well, so there, so then this, then, then this, my next point is, 
Our next question is, if high lethality is fun and accessible because of easy character generation, then why not just make easy character regeneration? Why have to create a whole new character? Why not let that character come back with some kind of deficit or some kind some of... Games some, game, some games have that built-in paranoia. Some games have that. I think that for, for a lot of them, something like that, like a easy raise dead or resurrection or something like that, will... You know, it's 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 a weird way. I almost see where you're going with that, Paul, because it's a weird way to look at it. That, well, creating a new character is totally different from bringing back the old one. When the old one's dead, well, death means something. It means you know it's important. It, it, there's an yeah. impact here. But then a half hour again, you're playing with a new character. So effectively, there there really isn't no, any death. I see what you're saying there. Right. But for a lot of people, most people when they role play. It has an impact. If you're bringing in a new character, that's different from I bringing say, back the old character. Yeah. If your character dies, you then have to sit under the table with everybody's feet. Ew. Good yeah. God. Well, yeah. th- death means something. That would. Uh, yeah. Ugh. That's, yes, it uh, will. you know. <laughs> Be careful. Maybe um, you'll rethink rolling up that magic user. Uh, somebody's getting a dick second. Um, <laughs> do you... Okay, so, well, yeah, because, like... Uh, I'm playing a lot of XCOM with that new XCOM version, which is so good. That means but something. But I don't play it on that. I don't play it with the with, with the, the, the hardcore mode. With hardcore, which means you can can never go back and redo a, a level because you because you do you invest so much time. Now, occasionally, I'll let a soldier die and move on because it does mean something. But but you still have control over whether or not you control, do that. But boy, yeah, I mean, I get it. it does death really does raise this, raise it up to a whole different place? That game. That new one is so terrifying. It's fucking scary. You played the new one yet? It's I haven't. It's scary. And the robot people you generate, it's horrific. You generate these exoskeleton suits now. So you become these giant biomechanical monsters. Life model decoys? Dude, you, you, you before you even get that done, you have to... They, they cut their arms and legs off. And they're just torsos with mechanical pieces on them. It's pretty and so when you go to the bunker to look at them, just standing by themselves, they've got like erector set arms and shit before they get. Oh, so they're, the they're like full machine. on cyborgs. Then. Yeah, until they get hooked into the big machine, mm-hmm. they just walk around with fucked up arms so and it's, legs. It's boxing Elena, the video game. It's horrible, dude. It's awesome. I was just thinking about that. It's really, really cool, and they got this whole new metal system. That, that fucking game is badass. If you buy XCOM Enemy Within. Are they more like Jax or from Mortal Kombat? No, they're more, more like, like they're more like they look a little more like um, uh, well, they look a little a little like, like Space Paul. Hulk meets um, Ripley wearing that power suit. Okay, Space Ooh. Hulk. Mm-hmm. That's Is there a, a Space Hulk I don't know about? That, no, no, well, no, 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 no. Space Hulk from from Warhammer. Yeah, 40K. it's a Warhammer oh, thing. Okay. It's not the the way they sit in the armor kind of has a Space Hulk vibe to it. But then they also have like big extremities, like the way Ripley uses her. But they're integrated into the armor. They're not powering it. They are it. It's really weird. It's really weird. You it's are good. the armor. It's good stuff, man. It's fucked up. The game is fucked up. Oh, and I succumbed. Another geeky thing. This is really weird, geeky. I succumbed to an impulse buy in Walmart, and for ten dollars, I got this Blade Four Pack DVD. All the blades. All the blades. And I was looking at the back because Walmart. I mean, you know, I'm so sad. They, they they must they must be getting a little better about their DVDs because I'm used to They're Walmart being all pan and scan They're and just good. just watered down. But this is widescreen commentaries, all sorts of stuff. 
10 bucks for the four movies and i was like huh. ah, okay what the hell i'll get it but it was just it was interesting because i'm i'm totally and not used to that from walmart i'm trying hmm. to think if i saw the fourth one the third one is what they had the three people in it right the third one had like three. <laughs> I, but, I, I, I think, think there's there at least three people, people. No, no, I, I think in that movie. Had, I think the third one had three vampire hunters. Oh, uh, maybe. I actually, I think Blade Two is the last one I saw. Blade Four is basically a Gillette Razor commercial. Pro Glide cuts them back off when it springs back up. Well, the head pivots. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, exactly. it made out of top Blade three. Oh yeah, scoffs at the. So I did do that too. <laughs> Blade Five. Destroys the follicle. <laughs> Blade six just skips right over. Blade seven. Oh, that's that the fifteener. What was it like? Fifteen. Yeah, that was so blades. so ridiculous. But but not far off. We got four yeah. bladers now. Hey, Five. I like my four bladers, so they, they work for me. It's yeah, the smoothest know, shave it, I that's get. One of those things where they they were making fun of it when they had two blades. They were making jokes about four blades, and we're up to it. Yep. Yeah. But the four blades are good. Eight blades. blades. Six minute abs. You don't understand. Six minute abs. <laughs> uh, I guess we might as well start a show. Weekend oh, Geek. Hooray. There's a show. We got a show. Cool. <laughs> we had so much news you don't give a shit about. We didn't even have to go into the stuff you prepared. Actually, I got nothing. I got nothing for. Todd had to start the show. Really? We he was care about everything coming. Yeah, all his I friends still, talk. I still he was d- so happy. He was in a place of calm and contentment. He was so pleased with himself. I enjoyed it. Sure was enough, going. he turned around, picked up his paper, and decided, you know what? I'm throwing it out this week. This week is just talk. It's about people. It's about connection, and it's about love. You know, <laughs> oh, God, that Paul, guy. Paul, you're going to make Paul. me cry again. Yeah, fake Canadian Garrison Keeler is onto something here. <laughs> you do it till I was blue in the face. I do like how you're paranoid now. You keep looking down to make sure we're still recording the I show. I am. <laughs> Well, yeah. I think there's like, money. Fuck, all that stuff we just lost. Yeah, yeah do it, no, do I, it. I think I think you do your your Las Vegas version of uh, a parody companion, yeah, yeah, yeah. and I think we got yeah. something. There you go. They have to live in the <laughs> yeah. trailers out in uh, by sun in Sunrise Manor, but I think we're good. <laughs> what? What is just like him and a piano on stage? And Kathy he doesn't actually late. ever play the piano. He just starts going into stories. And <laughs> Kathy woke up late because, well, living in the sewers, you never knew exactly what time it was. When she got up, and she started trotting in her filthy. Water-soaked house, or basically sewer, which is where she lived. She screamed because she stepped on an old abandoned uh, heroin needle that she's pretty sure that James, her on-again, off-again boyfriend, had discarded. Well, James was nowhere to be found, and she was hungry because she was living in the sewer. This is much more marketable than your Tiger's Men of the Moon Swamps. <laughs> <laughs> Lustful Tiger Oh, wait a minute. Hey, swamp. don't you go treading on pulp. Also, Pulp is good stuff. Also, for the for the people who don't live in Vegas, we really do have people that live in this, not sewers, but the uh, drain canals yeah. under the city. Yeah, those are some interesting, yeah. And then the one or two times that out. it does rain a year out here, everything they own is like wiped out. Yep. They, they make they'll spend like months making their little. We call that spring cleaning. Great yeah. book on that. Uh, Beneath the neon. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I remember seeing a, a clip of that or that segment of it rather. Uh, what you, so what do we care we about, Todd? News. What do you care about? It uh, looks like Warner Brothers and DC Entertainment are going to start developing some smaller budgeted super superhero films based on some of DC Comics' lesser-known characters. Uh, news comes <laughs> from, yes. like, all of them. <laughs> from, Fuck you, DC. <laughs> from Bleeding Cool. 
Brother Power the Geek, the movie. <laughs> Who reports that Suicide Squad is one property that is good. specifically you know mentioned. What? That's good. And will need only no. a $40 million budget. Number one, here's the thing. All right. Number one, oh, if what? that movie comes out with the title Suicide Squad, I'll eat a literal hat. <laughs> they will not call it Suicide Squad. They will not. I'm glad this is because just in case. They won't. Because, now, it could be a hat made of chocolate, but I will eat a literal hat. <laughs> no, I, I'm not even going to give you the hat made of straw that I have. I'm going to give you the full-on wool. I said a blend. literal hat. It, well, I can make a chocolate hat. Uh, but uh, well, You don't get to choose what hat you eat. Oh, yes, I do. <laughs> I won't have to because it'll never come out as the Suicide Squad. Can we make squad? you wear the hat in August instead of eat it? I, just almost, I can almost guarantee it won't be called Suicide Squad, but go ahead. That's really it. Well, the concept is easy to do. I mean, the concept you don't have to have specific characters, and you don't honestly you don't even have to have superpower superpowers for that to work. Forty million dollar budget. Yeah. yeah, they're not gonna have superpowers. <laughs> not at forty, 40 million, million dollars. dollars. <laughs> and then they realize they didn't have superpowers, but they were still heroes. <laughs> <laughs> but they were super in my book. <laughs> yep. Yep. I know, I know you see switching. how fucking easy it is. <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know we're switching companies here, but I'd like to see Willie Lumpkin in the Suicide Squad. Oh, you know. <laughs> Other thing to say is that these movies will be coming out as twice a year in the spring and fall autumn seasons. But they don't give a year? <laughs> no, uh, no, no year. They're saying they're not blockbusters. Someday soon. Someday, this movie, $40 are million. I just hope that they're putting the people in charge of the animated movies in charge of the the live action. You know, they are. I think we could wish. It'd be nice. Because, like, seriously, those guys are like four for five. You can wish for a chocolate hat, Binch, and get it. (laughs) (laughs) Wish for a what? A chocolate hat, but you ain't going to get it. You, you might as well it. wish for a, a bacon hat covered in chocolate, Paul, because you ain't going to get it. I thought you said for some reason, I thought you said you could wish for an inch and a chop. And I'm like, what? Is this some kind of weird uh, circumcision? You would be lucky to get an inch and a chop. If only I had had an inch on the chop, I wouldn't be what I am today, half the man. Ugh. He took the fucking foundation. Yeesh. It's a New England thing. <laughs> Yeah, I think I'll get into the chop there. You're going to get it there right then. Yeah, it's going to cost you more than a quarter, but uh, you'll be happy when you got your inch in the chop. <laughs> well, you can't get there from here. <laughs> no, don't go there. <laughs> no, don't go nowhere. Stays right here. Don't go nowhere. Inch in the chop right up your ass. <laughs> Want some chowder? I'm going into FDR Tanner territory yeah, there. Yeah, I know. Oh, <laughs> the official new poster art for The Amazing Spider-Man 2 confirms the appearance of at least three major villains oh. in the oh. Also, the kitchen sink is making an appearance. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. The dreaded kitchen sink. Isn't it a little I'm here early? to fuck your whole movie. Wah, wah, wah. I run hot and cold bullshit. Wah, wah, wah. I'm the kitchen sink. I'm clogged up with plot holes. Having replaced the kitchen sink recently, I'm, I'm kind of terrified of them. <laughs> Who played the kitchen sink? You replaced. Oh, you replaced the kitchen sink. <laughs> <laughs> I'm mishearing Apples you terribly today. Apples yeah. kind of clog it I up. Thought you that said belch ha- melted I thought, his ears. I thought, <laughs> did, I thought you said Hammingberg played the kitchen sink. Oh. And, I'm ta- and I'm like... Who's this actor Hammingbird who's te- who's a terrifying performer? Bob, 
Paul, we all appreciate your desire to eat apples and try and be healthy, but I believe there's Stop. a Snickers bar right next Stop to you. Stop yeah, now, Paul. <laughs> It is time to put things back in order. Oh, that really was his. <laughs> of course it is. It's, it's like our very own oh, Snickers Andy. commercial. It's like, it's like hey, I'm not myself. Eat a, eat a Snickers. <laughs> you're not, you're not you're yourself not eating those fucking apples. <laughs> you get some fucking, get a goddamn chocolate hat going. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh. Oh, now yeah. watch, watch him, watch. He's he's not going to be able to deliver any more Sweet Canadian, uh, Canadian nice guy. Uh, it was episode. fueled by the apples. Yeah, I gotta say though, the one with Robin Williams as the coach is priceless. It's pretty good. <laughs> Uh, let's anyway. see. So last weekend over the Thanksgiving break, a fuzzy image of a poster for The Amazing Spider-Man 2 surfaced online. Now, the crystal clear high def version has been released by Sony Pictures, corroborates the recent speculation that Spidey will face off against a trio of villains in the sequel and possibly even more than that. Why? Why? On the left side of the image, there is the long-confirmed menace Electro. The long con- comes permed? Confirmed? <laughs> the long comes permed. Okay, away. yeah, the Snickers is taking effect. <laughs> yep, rather rapidly, as a matter of fact. <laughs> well, on the right, there is the first good look at the rhino in his suit, a mechanized version that's very different from what we've uh, seen in the comics. It looks dumb as fuck. It, it looks kind of like that uh, Panther it, cassette tape exactly. from, from Transformers. It, it looks like one of... I, I looked at it and I was like, is that supposed to be one of the lions from Voltron? That's, it looks yeah, like Black yeah. Lion. <laughs> it looks like Black Lion with a deformed nose. Yeah. It's a piece of garbage. And you know why they made it like that? Toys. Toys. No, okay. Toys. Yeah, That's definitely it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but dead center, hovering in the distance above Spider-Man's head, is another figure on a glider, which can only mean one of oh, two things. Yeah, yeah. Could either be Norman Osborn in Green Goblin mode or Son Harry Osborn as either Hobgoblin or Green Goblin. It's kind of early in this this new reboot for them to to take on the formula from Spider-Man Three, isn't it? And once again, uh, heard, it's, we'll it's talk about quickness and reboots heroes. real soon. <laughs> and Stuff as many fucking villains as you can. It's stupid. Well, I heard they're really taking it in a radical direction. Oh, yeah, here we go. Gwen Stacy dies very early, like in the, the first five minutes. Like first five minutes, and Peter realizes. That he's homosexual. Okay. And comes this realization, and he finds solace in the arms of the knob goblin. <laughs> you may have had too much stuff. <laughs> just watching him die as he's, he's just, wow. It's like the, the, the melted Snickers spurting out of his mouth. <laughs> Bubbling, oozing out. I can't finish my Snickers. I have to tell this joke. <laughs> Perhaps you could sculpt the remainder of that Snickers into a hat. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> the knob goblin. <clears throat> it gobbles his knob. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. Oh uh, yeah. We I were was, getting that. Thanks. Yeah, all right. A little, little, little early for Rasta Banana to pop out there, Paul. Rasta Banana is having nothing to do with funny that. Because <laughs> oh no, there's no Rasta here. This is quite clearly I know, funny. Let's see, it was pretty blatantly obvious. It's, it's killing Paul. It, it really is. I, I, I'm watching him with some concern. <laughs> Just watching him build up to losing it while he was saying that. It was great. <laughs> I was uh, driving down the road the other day, and there's uh, one of those. I don't know why I found it so funny. <laughs> it's not that funny, but it one is. Of the, one of 
those desert street corner uh, Christmas shops where we've got all the crap out in the <laughs> couch, the little couches, the door explorer couches and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was a in giant the- Rasta banana for sale. <laughs> oh, no. If I no. had more spare cash, I would have stopped to find out how much I wanted for it. No, too, any price is too great. <laughs> oh, my God. Hey, as a side note. Uh, cruising around on um, blogs and stuff, I stumbled Whoa, are across. Oh, you cruising for some gobnoblin? Yeah, some gobnoblin. Yeah, yeah. Where were gobnoblin? <laughs> That's guy, a whole disgusting new thing. <laughs> I, this guy uh, linked to a website where they were citing uh, ancient texts oh. of animal fights. Just, uh, just what? bear and bull baiting. You know, getting getting animals to fight each other. Um, cause they, and ancient stories about, yeah, like, like Roman historians talking about gladiatorial combats where they forced animals oh, to fight. No. And then they also went into, uh, this guy, um, who's a descendant of Daniel Boone, mm-hmm. who actually was, uh, staging animal fights on the Mexican border. Okay. And, uh, it was no great surprise there. Yeah. And it was bears and bulls and. What I'm I'm staring at you, waiting for Paul's horrible punchline. You're coming yeah, up. No, no, no. What the the, the tangential, oh so tenuous relation to this? I was gonna say, what is, is the connection here? Rhinos are badass motherfuckers. There was a number, a series of stories of this one rhino that killed the lion, that killed the bear, that killed that killed everything sent against it. The only thing that apparently it nev- that there was no recorded fight was with an elephant or something because everything else, that rhino mm-hmm. would just tuck his head under, throw his head back with the horn, and that was it. And this thing killed everything sent against it. And I was just like, holy crap, rhinos are my joy to beaver. You know what animal is deceptively vicious? Hippos. Well, will kick your ass. Well, well, you know, well, whatever, they, Andy. No, but, uh, no, my, he, my, he, well, ow. again, tangentially right. Hippos are responsible for more human deaths annually than, than a lot of other animals. Yeah, right in Africa. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I know that. But but out of water, hippos ain't shit. Yeah, but it was it was just it was it was really They're it was really interesting <laughs> to to read that about the rhino of all things. Because they talked about yeah. tiger lion fights and how tigers usually won and stuff like that. But it was just like the rhino was just like this bad. Of course, there was this. There was also a fight, couple fights where they had an elephant, and no contest. Elephant crushed, just beat the living shit out of whatever came up against it. They didn't even want to fight, but whenever they prodded it and it come at the elephant, it would just literally turn its head, and its tusks would knock them away. And sometimes it would then just stand up and drop down with its two front feet, sure. and that was it. Historically, elephants do not do well against flaming pigs. That was a real battle. Uh, a real that battle. That was a battle with human beings, and that was how they can countered Hannibal's elephants, yes. but <laughs> Although that is a truly disgusting tactic there. Smearing the Hey, guys. You better get out of the way. <laughs> we are here to stay. Oh, yeah. That's oh. true. And all those oh. uh, Republican oh, elephants are just like, oh, shit, flaming pigs. We should paint those giant Fox toenails. Fox News didn't tell me how to oh. handle this shit. You need a manicure. Wham! A flaming pig. <laughs> so, Todd. See, man. No, Jesus. <laughs> Damn, I ate that Snickers too give fast. You, that one. <laughs> you did. I ate that Snickers way too fast. Bam. Is well, there? Is that an empty wrapper? There's a, no, there's there a like second Snicker. Yeah, oh, it's, okay. it's, it's a double pack, king oh, size. Oh yeah. Right. Dual Snick. 
Well, I'll see your downer and raise it. Snick, snick. Uh, Canadian actor Danny Wells, best known among gamers as the man who played Luigi in the late 80s TV show, The Super Mario Brothers Super oh. Show, died at the age of 72. Oh. Uh, Wells, whose actual name is Jack Westelman, uh, passed away last Thursday, November 28th. In addition to his role on Super Mario Brothers Super Show, alongside the late Mario actor Lou Albano, uh, Wells had a recurring role in The Jeffersons and did voice acting in many other films and video games. Wow, Wait, he was, was already he... up there. Was he the nutty British neighbor? No. No. Oh, okay. Different guy. He, yeah. But he had a recurring role. <clears throat> I think he was uh, the limo driver on the Jeffersons, if okay. I'm not mistaken. I, th- I think those old uh, Mario Brothers shows are on Netflix now, too. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a good one with uh, Sergeant Slaughter. In a wide-ranging interview with... Don't watch the, it. No. None of them are good. They're the I was going to say, I haven't felt the desire to yet. It's the worst show ever, but it's pretty funny to watch now. Where's hey, the- Paisanos! <clears throat> In an interview with the New York Times, veteran film producer Harvey Weinstein revealed that he is developing TV projects debased on, based, debased, debased. Uh, kind of on the Sin City franchise. Oh, I read about it. As well as Stephen King's novella and 2007 film adaptation, The Mist. Details are sketchy at the moment, but we do know that Weinstein is eyeing a 10-episode event series concept for The Mist, with the film's director, Frank Darabont, returning in some capacity. Uh, Weinstein is also ratcheting up development on a Sin City series, which would launch shortly after the upcoming film sequel, Sin City, A Dame to Die For, in late 2014. He's also eyeing comic creator Frank Miller and film director Robert Rodriguez to helm the adaptation. That'll be interesting if they, they film it. Cinem- you know, cinematically in this Sin City style. That would be... Yeah, that I would be that really I, it'd, it'd actually be jarring if they didn't. Yeah, I think. actually it would be weird. So, And then, of course, all the f- fascist, harsh rightness that has lately become Frank Miller would uh, be true. very, very weird and interesting. The Mist actually would be an interesting adventure series or, you know, some sure. kind of post-apocalyptic type series, something like just that. just be like Walking Dead. <clears throat> well, have you, nah. you guys have seen the movie and been read the short story it's based on? I have seen the movie. Seen uh, the movie. Yeah, I've, I've, I've heard about the short story. And so. listened to the audio 4D audio book. Ah, yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the ending of the movie is different from the end of the oh, short yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. And it's yeah, the, and massively Stephen different. King even says, that's a better ending. I wish I'd ended it that way. Well, he never ended it. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> The original story Trails really has off. no ending. It just they they drive off and nothing into is. the, the new, mist. But the new one, uh, the new one has one of the most gut wrenchingly, uh, it's horrifying it's endings. Awful. <laughs> yeah, it is you, awful. It's awful in a great way though. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. It Does it turn out deeply. that the mist is the devil's fart? No, oh no, no. It's just a burp actually. Yeah, <laughs> I know about the mist. <laughs> right. No, it, it ain't about the mist. That's the yeah. No, it's well, you wow. Do a series Fuck. with that because I mean, there's. Uh, do they? I I never read the short story. Do they address where? No, it's ripe for a good. Because like, really, like, the they movie feels like where a vignette the, in a larger story. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. They address where the creatures come from or uh, anything like only that. Only a no. location, but not an exact what it is. No. Okay. Yeah. yeah, that could be cool. And especially since the mist. I mean, <laughs> what kind of budget do you need for that? You have some mist roll across the set, and then you have people, oh, my God, it's terrible, oh, my God. And, you know, you never know. Was it Cracked? Somebody, somebody, some website had the uh, a whole bunch of video games that were more or less created by their 
inability to do things. And then Mist was created. The the the, the hell's that? Haunted Silent Hill. Silent Hill. The Silent, Silent Hill. Hill, which is all just Mist. And and that's yeah. because they were covering up load times. Yeah. 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 They didn't have to draw in anything in the distance because you ran around in the fucking mist. I hated that game. Hmm. Well, that's still, actually, people, actually that's still used eh. to an extent. That's why you get such limited draw distances, <clears throat> even in your 360 game. Wow, yeah. I you know it's funny because I remember you playing that. Yeah, I remember when you got that. That mm-hmm. was back in the the place. Yep. I didn't like it very much. I mean, it was okay, but mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't play it to fruition. That's for sure. To completion? Nope. Didn't oh, play it to completion. No happy ending. Not All enough right. studs. All right. This next story, I should have no uh, business enjoying this story and being excited about it because. Well, I'll just read it. Fans of the legendary horror icon Jason Voorhees can rejoice as an official release date has been set for a new Friday the 13th movie. Paramount, after grabbing the rights to the franchise and a possible future South Park movie in exchange for a little piece of Christopher Nolan's Interstellar, has locked in the March 13, 2015 date for the next chapter. And yeah, that's a Friday. It also puts the movie right around the time that every other movie you can possibly think of is coming out. Uh, but uh, what type of movie is yet unknown? Uh, one what thing we, type of movie? One thing we do know is that it will be another reboot entirely, not a sequel to the 2009 reboot. And uh, rumors have indicated they may be exploring a found footed footage option. So, found footage Friday the Thirteenth. It's possible, uh, unnecessary, really. Yeah. Well, maybe Jason has is wearing Google Glass. Yeah, that's how it's going to be. Footage of just like first person Jason. It would be like his old days at the camp. Kids teasing him. Then he gets put in the water and he comes back up. My camera still works. And assuming that it is Jason, they're going to go back and reboot it with the mother angle. I don't think so. Oh, yeah. But but yeah, I think I I liked the reboot. Uh, Although I thought it was a little too realistic for its own good. Really? Yeah. Well, no. I'm uh, not from. I, I, you know, mm-hmm. I don't keep up on Friday the Thirteenth. Sure. Did so. they not show him as like the super crazy strong guy again? Well, he was, <clears throat> he was super stra- crazy strong guy, certainly. Uh, but they really played up the uh, backwoods hillbilly angle of it. Him being a hillbilly. Uh, yeah, that he's just a guy that's been living in the woods, which is the story. But they really kind of concentrate on making that realistic. And this question I, I asked during it uh, would would stand for every single Friday the Thirteenth prior. And that there was a scene where the girl's in the bathroom and he's behind the door of the bathroom. And my question is, why can't you smell him? Because it's obvious that he never would be taking a shower in the backwoods. You would smell Jason way before mm. uh, he would mm. come to get you. And again, that would work for all the rest of them. But because the last, the first, what, eight, nine, uh, weren't anywhere near realistic mm-hmm. because of how realistic that was, that also became a question. Right. Had much more supernatural brain. aspect to it. Maybe uh, not even supernatural, just it didn't matter. Did it still do yeah. the Jiffy Pop sound effect? Or was that gone? <laughs> the, the Jiffy Pop sound effect? Jiff, 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 Pop, Pop, Pop. Yeah, I never heard it called Jiff, the Jiffy Pop, pop sound effect. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's, that's I think, integral. But yeah, Jiffy Pop. Uh, Jiff, 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 Pop, Pop, Pop. Now, that's, that's why that's held so well. Jiff, 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 Pop, Pop, Pop. Goddamn subliminal advertising. I think I smell someone behind the door. That's just Either that or it's Paul's No, it's me. I'm behind the door. Okay, Hello. That, that came out of nowhere. Yeah. I, of course I came wait, out wait, behind wait. the door. Wait, wait, wait. Supplies. I got it. Yeah, no, okay. Right. I, 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 yeah. 
<laughs> you got it. Uh, I'll go go hide oh, again. Usually that stops it, but no. <laughs> he had to go hide again. <laughs> He's one to let you know that he went to hide. Oh. AMC has released a you'll never know teaser trailer for one of their upcoming new original series called Turn. The show is set during the American Revolutionary War and follows oh, a group I thought of. This is the one about the development of the child safety caps. Yes, I yeah. pushed down. Yes, turn, that one because you know, it's pushed down and pushed turn. down and turned. Yeah, sorry, it's, different, it's different easy series. to get it. Different series mixed up. We've got to make these child safety caps. Well, I don't think we should. I think we should. And every episode opens up with uh, with uh, the death of the week. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think these are candies. Oh no! If only we'd had a child safety cap. He opposed the child safety caps, and then one day his child died because of an unsafe cap, and then he changed his mind. Well, I think Rankin Bass would do that. Tune, depending on where your bed is, brother. I'm Mr. Cap Miser. <laughs> <laughs> it's a safety cap. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> we'll protect all the children. We will keep them from poisoning. We will put this lid upon the little jar and they won't know a thing. Where'd that dancing little person come from? <laughs> Surprise! Oh, that was Jeff. He just kind of got up and started. They'll never figure it <laughs> Give out. Give a jig. They will throw the bottle on the floor and stamp, scream and yell and shout. Hey, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot open the toy. <laughs> Quick, Torgo, while he's breathing. It's not for you. Ah, oh, Torgo. <laughs> see, you're under the mistaken impression Torgo wants to stop it. Lick my balls. Well, see, that's where it's going to go. So okay, go. My go favorite ahead. part right there. <laughs> safety cap. It's a safety cap. It's handicap. What? Huh? I'm going to beat. <laughs> I will beat on my wife and I'll make disgusting fries. I'll wear a stupid hat and I'll be in a three star comic cartoon. book really all time. Hey, I'm going to go to the pub, love. You can't stop me. No, you can't. Oh, you threw the stove at my head. Fuck you in the face. Okay, <laughs> the Snickers is taking thorough effect now. <laughs> it's read, hitting. Read some handicap. It's great stuff. Oh, handicap. Are you uh, lost? So the, I, just I staring find at where the it was. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. A, somewhere on this page. The description for Turn on AMC, the American Revolutionary War show. Turn is a spy thriller set during the American Revolutionary War, based on a remarkable new research featured in the book Washington's Spies by Alexander Rose. It tells the untold story of America's first spies. Turncoats. Turn follows Abe Woodhull, that's uh, played by Jamie Bell, a, form, a farmer living behind enemy lines in the British-occupied Long Island who bands together with a group of childhood friends to form the Culper Ring, an unlikely team of secret agents who would help turn the tide of the war in favor of the rebels. That was a real thing, right? Yeah. Their daring efforts also revolutionized the art of espionage, giving birth to modern tradecraft as we know it today, along with the moral complexity that it entails. It uh, will premiere sometime in 2014. There's an extension of that in um, Ex Machina, for those of you who have read that amazing series by Brian K. Vaughan. The Culper Ring still exists and is prominent in that alternate history timeline continuum thing. That's I, I'm actually with uh, like uh, um, <clears throat> I guess a Sleepy Hollow and the other things they're doing. I'm, I'm liking yeah. the fact that they're starting to do more revolutionary period stuff. Cause well, I think it's partly the success of uh, Assassin's Creed too. Really? You, you really think, think that has it? a? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, maybe so. Assassin's Creed is 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 on the 
got its finger there. on the pulse, maybe. I mean, it, I just because I've been thinking that that's that's an, an era that's actually ripe for for a setting ripe for stories because we haven't. I mean, there used to be revolutionary TV, you know, war TV series and stuff like that, but that stuff they tend to be uh, romances. Yeah, and they, well, and they you know predate the well. Also, I'm thinking a. Ancient history, Leslie Nielsen starred in Swamp Fox, okay. which was about a yep. Revolutionary War hero. And that is an old TV series. In, this, in the 70s, when they were putting Young in front of every show, there was a show called The Young Rebels that was a Revolutionary War show. I've yeah. seen remember. I mean, it's actually, I think that's actually kind of cool. So there's a, yeah. there's a writer. Uh, why bring this up? I don't even know his name, the title of the series. But... It's Revolutionary War, or it's colonial times leading up to the revolution, and the guy's a witch finder. He actually can find Oh, yeah, Little House on the Prairie. I remember that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Little House on the Prairie is the Western expansion. Oh, okay. I completely... God, you know. Boy, oh, boy. You get... So what's he find? He, 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 witch finder. He, what? He, witch. Who? Yes. Why? Third base. <laughs> <laughs> he beat me by a long, beat, no, beat there. Uh, let's talk some video game numbers. Sony says that it has sold 2.1 million PlayStation 4 consoles worldwide since its launch in North well, America. we know where the point one is. The uh, company claims that it sold 1 million PS4s in its first 24 hours of availability in the United States, 250,000 units in its first 24 hours in the UK. Uh, The uh, PS4 is currently available in 32 territories, and Sony expects to sell around 3 million by the end of 2013. And Mike, on the other side, uh, Microsoft fared considerably better than Sony on Black Friday. Ah. According to data analyst InfoScout, the firm claims that Xbox One was the highest-selling console during the period, comprising 31% of total hardware sales. The Xbox 360 also fared well, grabbing 30% share, resulting in a joint Microsoft lead of 60%. Joint sales of the PS3 and PS4 amounted to 30% share in sales total, while uh, sales of the Wii U and Wii combined was 7%. Uh, InfoScout wow. analyst uh, John Breelig says... So did they count the 3DS at all in that? No. Just, uh, just Wii consoles. U and Wii. They're, they're counting consoles, not handhelds. Yeah. Uh, InfoScout Ooh, analyst... Sounds like. yeah. uh, John Breelig says the scarcity of the PlayStation 4 may have contributed to Microsoft's victory. Quoting him, that there, Microsoft's success can be largely attributed to the limited availability of the PS4, in addition to Walmart discounting the 360 down to $99 for Black Friday, oh. he said. Uh, the software sales exceeded console hardware sales, of course, with Call of Duty Ghosts coming out on top of the best-selling game. Disney Infinity managed to beat out Skylander Swap Force for the number two position. So they, they discounted the old three. The old 360 is not the new Xbox. Yeah, several retailers were selling like mega deals where it's like 199 you get the 360 and like four games yeah, and, yeah. and like a second controller. I mean, there were some crazy there Black some Friday nice deals stuff, out there. Nice stuff. Like if you didn't already have one, it would have been a great time to pick and, it up. And you should jump on it. Don't go on. Don't jump on the Xbox One for a while nope. yet. No, let somebody else work out the bugs. Yeah, 360 yeah, is a great console. Yeah. And, and there's plenty to play on it. It might just be my favorite console of all time. I certainly have the, the, I have more games for that console. Than of all time. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's right up there with the original NES and the Super NES, oh, in my man. opinion. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but I've kind of become an expert. I've got all kinds of people asking me, and it's like, which console do you prefer? I'm like, I like them both. I mean, I can't really. But, but is that your expert I mean, opinion? 
Okay. Yeah, X being an unknown quantity and a spurt being a drip under pressure. Barm. Yeah. <laughs> no, I just, I, I have several people that was like, I hear you've got the PS4 and the Xbox One. And I'm like, yeah. It's like, well, and then it asked me like a ton of questions about it. Sorry. But, I've, been, but, I've been waiting years to unload that one. <laughs> but so you can't, you can't make a judgment call. You can't call one or the other. Uh, call one. No, I call I, one. I can. I'm asking. You, I like them both. Call? There you go. What do you Uh-oh. call? I said I like them both. I I've enjoyed both of them. No, he's They're, right. They are great. They are both good systems. Uh, I, the the worrisome thing for me is just that Xbox can't match the resolution of PS4. When you're playing Xbox, it looks amazing. It looks great. Uh, but when you are comparing the two, uh, the fidelity is obvious. Mm-hmm. But doesn't it get the edge because you can fuck with your buddies with the glass? Uh, well, yeah. If you're in the other room, you can certainly smart glass somebody. Not if you set the settings right. <laughs> Ooh. I figured it out. Folks. I fixed that. Yeah, you did. <laughs> Are you finding, though, like a lot of people I'm hearing, you know, they hate the 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 connect, just gestural mm. interface and all that stuff. Like they're at, you know, just waving their arm accidentally and triggering bullshit and all kind of weird shit like that. Um, I've not really had that much issue. I mean, occasionally if I'm like putting my, my hands behind my head or something and it occasionally it'll track my hand for like a second and then realizes that I'm not trying to, you know, manipulate the interface. Have you browsed with your penis? I have not browsed with my penis, no. Some expert. (laughs) Some (laughs) expert. expert, right. I will I say, wanna... since we have the TV passed through uh, the Xbox here. You do. Uh, so, the DVR, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. the DVR, you you can't watch cable without the Xbox on, mm-hmm. the way we have it set up. But again, that's an option. You don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what is disconcerting, though, is because the Xbox One is on, and you're always aware that Connect is watching you, like when you're watching TV. Yeah, why are you letting this happen? Uh, what are you doing? You're inviting the NSA into your living room. Yeah, I, You're I crazy. <laughs> It's but 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 that that aspect is really disconcerting because you sit yeah. there and you're like, hey, that's still it watching. It knows me. I'm jacking it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. No dice. Because uh, Beverly Hillbillies and me, we go way back. Yeah. 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 What's that girl's name? Sue uh, Ann? Jethro. Yeah. yeah. Whoa, <laughs> Jethro's on the screen. Let me loosen up my rope belt and pull it out. <laughs> Slappity slap. That's why it's a rope belt. It's a yeah. quick tie. Uh huh. So yeah, Mr. So. Drysdale. Oh. So you, it oh, has, so you're it going has that for Ellie May, and you're going but it for. Uh, what's her name? Granny. The no, woman. No, the the banker woman. The lesbian. No. Yes. Because absolutely, <laughs> you're right. Yes. <laughs> the first portrayal of a lesbian on television. Oh god. <laughs> but, I think, but I think that they, we all know it. I think just disappointed that. It's it's cool because I, I expect there'll be good things in the future that you can do with the television. Right now there isn't, but I'm sure that's coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the meantime, the fact that there isn't a pass through that allows a pass through without the Xbox on is is kind of disappointing. Which also surprised me. You've said that like three times and it didn't turn on. That's true. That's well, you didn't surprise. say Xbox bones. Yeah, I'm thinking. <laughs> wow, Xbox on. Yeah, fuck that system. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Fuck Xbox. It, 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 it doesn't oh, like regional dialogue. All right, let's see if it Fuck. gets this. Let's see if it gets this. <laughs> Xbox on. Well, it didn't turn oh, yeah. on. It, it did turn on, yeah. It did. Absolutely. And it, now everything behind me is going to come on because it's all strapped on. Oh, wow. One whoa, whoa, whoa. Thing. It's all happening. 
Yeah. <clears throat> so well, love and now my I Canadian got, and, patois. And so everybody, I'm sorry about the feedback. You're now hearing the static in this system because <laughs> it affects this I'm sorry. audio cast. Xbox off. Yeah. It's making a mor- go moron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a moron, all right. Oh, he did it manually. Yeah. Uh, but because of the setup that it has going on, which is really convenient if you're playing Xbox, you walk in the door, you say the magic words, because I'm not goddamn singing again. And everything starts firing up. And then not only that, but I mean, he's got it set up so the TV, D- uh, DVR, everything fires on, which is great if that's what you're going to use. Uh, <laughs> but because the moment you shut off the Xbox to say play the PlayStation 4, mm-hmm. it also shuts off the TV, the DVR, and everything else. Oh, also, you have to re-engage everything. So it has its pluses and minuses. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, Major Nelson has been coming out early saying we're going to fix it, we're going to fix yeah, it. Yeah, there's, there's some it. people are disappointed with some of the OS stuff and uh, the Kinect uh, integration and realization of voices is going to just get better. Did you say Major Nelson? Yeah. Okay, I'm missing something. That's uh, Larry Herb is their chief talking head from Xbox, and he goes by the handle Major Nelson. Okay, after all that Beverly Hillbillies cop yeah. I got talk, I was Cloud Imperium's space combat and exploration simulator game simulation game continues to rake in almost obscene amounts of cash. Star Citizen is being spearheaded by Chris Roberts, the man behind the hit space game Wing Commander and Privateer. Uh, It's because of his involvement with these beloved classics that this game has been able to surpass $33 million in crowdfunding. In turn, this new funding milestone has unlocked the Anvil Karak and the uh, Drake Herald ships for backers, uh, according to an um, announcement by developer Chris Roberts. He made an official blog post. So, yeah, crowdfunded up to $33 million on this game now. Pretty amazing. Mighty Number no. 9's up there, too. It's not that much, but it's a lot. It's It better be a good game <laughs> at this point because, wow, imagine taking a lot of money and it's just not enjoyable. Well, Cause there's, it, some, yeah. there's some hefty backers in that, mm-hmm. like in the like $100,000 range. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I hope that... It started as a Kickstarter, and they just kept a donation button open when that closed, basically, is what yeah. happened. So, um, yeah, it, they're going to deliver? Are there, yeah, at this pre- point. People are pretty sure it's going to? Yeah. Because I've been hearing an, a more and more, you know, people don't deliver stories. And right. Oh, like, no. Whoa. Well, they've been doing alpha builds and releasing it to the high backers. Okay. So, people are being able to play versions that are current in existence. Okay, all right. And apparently, you can walk around your own starship. I mean, it's pretty deep, hefty stuff. Mm. But uh, but man, Wing Commander heavy were awesome games. That's true, and we really haven't in this generation gotten a good space sim. No, as far no. as no. fighter combat. Aside from, we're not in this generation at all because the best yeah. stuff is still Battlefront Two. Star Wars Battlefront okay. Two has one of the best space combat sims in it. That goes from you go from walking to jumping into a ship to you know, fucking great game. They're going to work on a new Battlefront. They are finally working on a new Battlefront. but That was only on the, the Wii, right? It was on the original Xbox. Oh, okay. I have Battlefront and Battlefront 2 on the original Xbox. They never made them for the... Now, it'll play on my 360. It's one of those few games that has crossover. Oh, okay. Well, if Sony thinks they got good numbers, and Microsoft thinks they got good numbers, they ain't got nothing. 
Valve's Steam digital distribution platform managed to hit a major milestone in its biggest sale of the year. Continued to play out over the last weekend. Uh, on Sunday, over 7 million users logged into the service concurrently as they searched for deals in the company's annual Steam Autumn Sale. The 7 million concurrent users figure is up from 6 million in the same period of a year ago, 5 million in January 2012. In October, Valve said that the most popular core PC game platform in the West had surpassed 65 million registered users, representing a 30% increase in active accounts from a year earlier. We should have got those guys to run the Obamacare website. Ooh. Oh, there it is. Yeah. <laughs> you hear this? You, 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 you read about this? Huh? You hear about this? The uh, Steam, yeah, they could, uh, they could, well, if you know, they put their mind to it, they could do whatever they want, but uh, they decided to sell cheap games instead of uh, making affordable health care, everybody. <laughs> what the hell's going on right now? <laughs> I'm just Jay Leno. <laughs> was that what that was? That's a terrible Jay Leno. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, now that you've said it, I'm, oh, yeah. yeah that is okay, this is terrible Jay Leno. <laughs> I've heard his terrible Jay Leno before, so I knew it. I knew what it was, too. Yeah, I was, I was, I was with voices. you. One of my five voices, everybody. <laughs> it's more like the uh, the version from the, the Late Shift, the, the, the movie that was the, uh, the quote-unquote yeah. behind the scenes uh-huh. of the battle. The between, mocking of Jay Leno. Man. Yeah, the, the guy that played him in the movie. Mm-hmm. He's got more like that guy. Hey, I'm Jay Leno. Yeah, I got a big chin. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Uh, we could have settled for candy. Congress, huh? How about Congress? Boy, 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 boy. Ooh, Congress. <laughs> you guys see this? You hear about this? Congress? Just, oh, boy. What are those jokers doing? Who do they think they're, they're kidding? Congress. Is that going now? Is that the, the Congress. <laughs> you heard about it? Oh, boy. <laughs> Did you read the latest Playboy issue? No. There was a centerfold spread in there. Really hot lady. I bet Congress bought that <laughs> magazine. Congress. <laughs> They're all perverts. Hey. Let me start this over. We could have settled for candy that wasn't bad for your teeth, but that wasn't enough for Christine Lang of the biotech company. Uh, what was that? Organo? Yeah, Organo Balance. Not Oregano, not Organ. It's Organo Balance. No, Lang and their colleagues decided that candy should, instead of causing cavities, actively prevent them, and they have achieved their goal. New stickers with fluoride. It's not really the candy or the sugar in it that causes tooth decay and cavities. It's actually the normal bacteria on the surface of your teeth, mm. which secretes acid after you eat and wears holes in your tooth enamel. Uh, specifically, the common bacteria that is worst for your teeth is uh, mutant streptococci. So if you could somehow reduce that amount of it in your mouth, you should be able to effectively reduce, reduce tooth decay. Uh, to put the theory to the test, Lang's team created a sugar-free candy containing dead Lactobacillus parasia bacteria, which has been shown to reduce the amount of mutant streptococci in rats and mouths. Uh, in a group of 60 volunteers, about three-fourths of them had significantly lower levels of mutants in their mouth after eating candies for just one day. If they can successfully apply the same technique to candy with sugar, it will have the opposite effect on your teeth, from what our parents spent so much energy warning us about. So that's happening. Well, we make holes in teeth. <laughs> 
And in every Cold War era movie involving nuclear war, there's one long, complicated process of obtaining, matching, verifying, double and triple checking launch codes before <laughs> nuking the shit out of the Russians. And this oh, makes sense. Did you guys hear about this shit? Considering this is blow your fucking mind. Considering the gravity of starting World War III and obliterating hundreds of millions of people. But in reality, for 20 years, the launch codes for every single one of America's launch sites was 000. Zero zero zero, zero zero. <laughs> what? On purpose. That's the kind of combination an idiot would have on his luggage. Uh, because while JFK's <laughs> idea of using uh, cryptic launch codes was well intentioned, most generals figured that if the time came, they didn't want to waste valuable seconds with verification when they could be just nuking Moscow. So yes, all zeros was the launch code for years of our. Nuclear arsenal. Not GPE-1704 something. Oh, I, you, God damn it. Wish, I, you, I forgot it. I'm impressed though you had that much. <laughs> Is that the War Games code? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Damn it. Now I'm going to have to look that up. That's, <laughs> that's driving me crazy. <laughs> I used to know it I used to know it by heart just because, just for watching it so many cool times. Shits and giggles, I would say this is both impressive and a little scary and a little sad. Now the code is actually Matthew Broderick. That's, that's that is it. the code. Not, for, not the for word. You actually have to put Matthew Broderick <laughs> yeah. into the machine. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You stick him, and he has to be in his Inspector Gadget outfit. <laughs> oh, God, that movie's so terrible. <laughs> <laughs> Was it you and Skills and I that went and saw it in the theater? I didn't just, go see oh. that fucking movie. You crazy? I, I God damn, swear. I've done some dumb oh. things. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> How did that not appeal to you? Oh, boy. It's no nude nuns with big guns. I'll get you, Gadget. Next time. Next time. Didn't it do well? Didn't Gadget do? No. Or did it fail? There was there was a sequel. Ah, okay. But so it wasn't did... with Broderick. I think it was Hank Azaria. I or watched some such um, Fuck you, Gadget. I watched Gadget. the other day Fuck with you. kids. Okay. Um, for the first time since I'd read the crazy fan theory about the movie, which is a whole thing takes place in Cameron's head. Oh, yeah, It's yeah. a very different movie. <laughs> I always like that, that that theory. That's fun to do. You don't like that shit so much. Cameron had lived a very ordinary life. Calm, serene, uneventful. He needed adventure. And so he dreamed of a character named Ferris, a nice boy who could have fun and a day of adventure. I... I, I, I... I'm filling in. Yeah. For that fuck. <laughs> the, just, the, voice number seven. The, yes. That's true. This is a new voice role. I think he's doing Joe's Garage. No. I'm, yeah. <laughs> what, what was the villain? What was the villain's name for Inspector Gadget? Claw. That Claw was the organization. My name is Claw. Oh, okay. Your name is Doctor Claw. Doctor Claw. Yeah. Okay. I didn't, he didn't go, go to evil. Claw's <laughs> he didn't go to evil medical school for. That's no, go back to Joe's garage. Come on, do the whole thing about the uh huh. CPE seventeen oh four TKS. Which one's Joe's garage? Uh, Joe's garage is a Frank Zappa album where he uses that voice in interspace between the songs. Oh, I didn't realize. Oh. Well, you Next just ruined time. it for him. Yeah, <laughs> knowing that someone else did it thirty oh, years earlier. Did. Lots of people can do that voice. <laughs> You said next time, but he didn't go. Next time, gadget. Next time, faggot. (laughs) I mean, gadget. I mean, next time. Oh, dear. Go, go, 
racism. <laughs> it's not really a race, but okay. Uh, homophobia. <laughs> it's Homophobic than racist. Yeah. You're not making it better. No. <laughs> At this point, yeah. I, I, the guests, our, our viewers don't know if they should drink or eat, shoot <laughs> just something to, just up. Erase, just erase it all. Just have a Snickers bar, Yeah. Uh, yeah. Stab their eyes out. They're fine. Uh, ah, well, I got a little time, so I'm going to go back and do some of the stories. I Yay! We got time! Uh, while Mark Webb and Sony Pictures are working on the next three amazing Spider-Man films, it seems like the studio is looking to get some spin-off films into production. Huh? The news via Deadline and the rap comes from Sony Pictures Entertainment co-chairman Amy Pascal, who says, quote, We are going to access Marvel's full world of Spider-Man characters, so be on the lookout for new heroes and villains. Unquote. Gwen Stacy the movie. Uh, Sony Pictures uh. Entertainment chief Michael Linton also added, quote, we do very much have the ambition about creating a bigger universe around Spider-Man. There are a number of scripts in the works. Unquote. I am sure there's a, Ve- a Venom movie going on. That's where you think it's going with Venom? I'm and- sure there'll be a Venom movie. I'd like to see a Cardiac movie. He's a little known Spider-Man I don't guy. Know I don't know that one. Yeah, he was uh, Eric Larson um, during Eric Larson's run, Cardiac. He's mm-hmm. a heart surgeon, but he has like this really cool electrical bow staff, and he kind of looks like Tron meets Cyborg. Hmm. From DC, yeah, I remember yeah. him. Vaguely. You remember him? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He was one of my favorites. I would love to have a cardiac figure, just because he's yeah. super weird, uh, yeah. rare, rare. Don't think that's gonna happen. What uh, other? What other? I gotta get to do a custom job. <laughs> black cat, black cat. You think black cat could ever? <laughs> I that that's thing? actually the first thing that came to my well, mind. Well, I mean, if you can make a Catwoman movie, you can make a black cat movie. There you go. And it works so well for Electra too. So yeah, sure, Vulture the movie. Yeah, that's what I'm like. I can no. see them doing Patrick a Patrick Stewart is the Vulture. Happen. Uh-huh. Have you guys uh, read the new book? That's the the superior uh, the superior villains of Spider Man. Superior villains. Nope. Yeah, or this the, the superior foes of Spider Man. That's what it is. No, I've never uh, heard superior of it. foes of Spider Man. It's cool. It's got Boomerang and uh, Shocker and who else? <laughs> Shocker. Yeah, fucking Shocker, dude. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's got like Shocker. it's got a bunch of these yep. B list. It's got a bunch of these B list. Isn't Boomerang a DC villain? Nope. Huh. Captain Boomerang. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Just like and, Captain and Marvel. Boomerang. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, but so, yeah, they're all, you know, and it's interesting. It's like this, it's them as the focus of the story and just how they're kind of bumble along and fuck up and, and, and they're all like half of them are roommates and shit. And it's just, it's pretty, it's pretty That's cool. interesting. That sounds funny. That's so, not what I was. Cloak and Dagger. I think Cloak and Dagger were uh, from original oh, Spider-Man. Oh, I think they are, aren't they? they getting a, they're getting a movie, right? Uh, there was some rumblings about that in the past. I haven't heard much in a long time, but I just name bought, was banded I, about. I bought their first uh, trade. It's old school stuff. Mm-hmm. Silver, Silver Sable. Wow. That's a tough one to say. Silver Sable. Yeah. She uh, she was uh, involved with uh, Spider Man mythos uh, in the, in those comics. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you Speaking of Spider Man, do you have movie. that news? The the Spider Man Vegas connection. You there? know what? I I don't because I don't have much more information. Oh, okay. But uh, but you're right. I completely forgotten. I should have brought it up. Uh, Spider Man Turn Off the Dark is going oh, uh, no. uh, going yeah. dark uh, yeah. January. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is closing on Broadway in next month and coming to Las Vegas. Yep. Yeah. Wow. So yeah. Where? That I don't know yet. That's yeah, that's the weird thing. Is like it's confirmed that it's coming to Vegas, but they haven't said where yet. That's so it. I don't know if they just they have a deal with a casino and they just are keeping it secret for now or what. But Which, I'm well, ridiculously excited secret. that this What's is happening. What's playing at the Venetian now? Cuz that was where they had uh, Rock of Ages. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's that doing well. It's, it's doing very well, actually. Yeah. So yeah. I don't think it's going to go there. But they got that theater is all rigged for all the crazy special effects. Well, it was rigged specifically for fandom. So right. it was built but for once, fandom. But you've got the reinforced roof and stuff, and the place sure. you can attach it. So who yeah. knows? Uh, yeah. Although, uh, if they got it at New York, New York, I'd laugh. That, that, would, that would be perfect. That would be perfect. That'd be perfect. That'd be a smart awesome. thing, because yeah. then, then they can put a big Spidey swinging right. in the middle of the, sure. the roller coaster. But to, I don't think they closed Zumanity well, to do that. I, I was going to say, I think Zumanity is the one that's not doing as well as the others on the That is true. It? Of the Cirque shows, it is the... It seems to be the one they're promoting the most lately when I drive. I can't imagine them giving up any real yeah. estate yeah. at all, though. Yeah, exactly. No. Zumanity's, or, I mean, just Cirque in general is still doing yeah, pretty well. Yeah, I'm sure they are contracted for that space. They will change it for another Cirque show They've tightened their belts quite a bit, and I think they're still doing... Good, so. I was in I was in there a couple weeks ago, and the um, Statue of Liberty, Marilyn Monroe statue, was gone. Huh? Yeah. Hmm. I know that they're they're tearing out the whole fountain area in the front to make a little outdoor shopping mall thing. Yeah, that's all changing. Oh, like Featuring Ti Hershey's Hershey's store, Hershey World, or whatever the hell they're calling it. Uh, that's are they? Yeah, are, but that's not why going don't in they the leave the fountains? Huh? That's not going in they front. They can have that's the Hershey's in the squirts. area. There's that. There's that large. Uh, <laughs> blank space in between the Monte Carlo and New York, New York, and that's where Hershey's supposed to go. Are you sure? Because like they have pictures. Of I think it, that like, whole area is being demarked as the front. Hershey Highway. I don't know what you guys are arguing over. It's <laughs> killing anyway. him not getting that out. Wait, wait! I have to get this in. There's a conversation going on. I need to get this in here. A joke about diarrhea. I can't hold it much longer. Poop! I can't hold it. <laughs> Uh, uh, tell me what you think of this story. Earlier this year, <laughs> I hate it. <laughs> what a it dumb stinks. story! It it's Paul. Exactly. That's his superpower. He hates Chuck. Butt. Uh, Chuck Butt. Chuck Butt. <laughs> no, Hello, Chuck Butt. I'm Chuck, a Chuck Butt. butt. Hello. Uh, how do you, uh, you know? How do you say this last name? Chuck. You say Chuck Butt. I'm, I'm a caveman. Is it Chuck Paholnik? Chuck Butt. Uh, Writer of Fight oh, Club. Oh, the guy Fight Club. Yeah, Chuck. It's pa. I always want to say Palahunic, but it's not. Wait, Palunic? It had something. I think it, it's Palunic here. Or isn't pa- it Palunic? Palunic. All right. I always uh, want to say Palahunic. You know what? But it's I'm not. just going to wrap with and go Chuck P. Uh, Chuck P. The guy behind Fight Club. Yeah, made it known that he was working on a sequel to his best-selling book, Fight Club, uh, which would be presented in graphic novel form rather than as a book. Oh. Uh, beyond just changing the format of the novel, uh, Chuck P. Also, let it know that his uh, the sequel would be told from Tyler Durden's point of view, rather than the narrator who told the story in the original book. Nice. Uh, the news was first dropped at the 2013 San Diego Comic Con during the Ode to Nerds panel uh, by Polanik, uh, who then uh, sent out more detailed text synopsis of the story's outline. Now comes even more details on the sequel. Here's some of the info that he first shared this past summer, quoting him, It will likely be a series of books that update the story ten years after the seeming end of Tyler Durden. Nowadays, Tyler is telling the story, lurking inside Jack, and ready to launch a comeback. Jack is oblivious. Marla is bored. Their marriage has run aground on the rocky coastline of middle-aged suburban boredom. It's only when their little boy disappears, kidnapped by Tyler, that Jack is dragged back into the world of mayhem. Unquote. 
Now, through a recent interview he did with uh, Hustler reporter Kyle Dowling, we have some more details on just where the story is going to grow. Uh, quoting, the sequel will be told from a first submerged perspective of Tyler Durden as he observes the day-to-day tedium of the narrator's life uh, because 20th Century Fox created the convention of calling the protagonist Jack. I'm calling him Cornelius. He's living a compromised life with a failing marriage, unsure about his passion for his wife. Typical midlife bullshit. Uh, Likewise, Marla is unsatisfied and dreams of accessing the wild man she'd once fallen in love with. She tampers with the small pharmacy of drugs that her husband needs to suppress Tyler. And go figure, Tyler reemerges to terrorize their lives, unquote. Uh, At this time, aside from the base plotline, no additional details yet on the graphic novel. No publisher, no artist, no planned publication date have yet been set. No phones, no lights, no motor cars. Not a single goddamn luxury. Mm -hmm. Uh, But quoting uh, Chuck P., since the Fight Club sequel will appear serialized in graphic form, my book publisher might allow me to launch it earlier than 2015. (coughs) So that exists. So wait, Tower Durden wasn't real. I can't, I can't carry that <laughs> Spoiler off. alert. Wow, you... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> God damn. Oh, God. How, how old is that movie? <laughs> Obvious it's, alert. It's frightening how old that movie is. Is what it, that? It, yeah. It's like 15 years old, right? It's coming uh, up on it. It's yeah, 12 years old. Yeah. It's 12 years I old. I can't remember what it was. I, I was watching something the other day, and, and I swear to God... I had no idea it was made in 2003. It was 10 years old already. And I was just like, wait a minute. That was 10 years ago? I, I know, saw that here, dude. living out here. And yeah, I'm like, time crap. Is, time is going. It's, it's oh, no. I'm, Tempest Fugit, man. Tempest Fugit. Tempest Fugit, baby. Let it roll, the 13 daddy. years I've lived out here, it, just, it seems like it's gone by in a flash. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It's, it's what... This horrible, boring city. jobs due to your life. <laughs> <laughs> I've got wild, exciting adventures sometimes, and it's still fast. Yeah, it's even faster. When you're when you're passing out cards on the strip, do you always do you occasionally run across the uh, the crazy homeless people that come by and oh, just start... only occasionally. <laughs> <laughs> I walk by them. And sometimes they're just like prattling on about like complete nonsense, and then yeah. That's what, those are always fun. Now you mean they're doing their own podcast? That's a slow life. Exactly. That's what we don't see. Is the, is <laughs> there was a the guy the other day. <laughs> I don't know if he was homeless, he was a performer, or what. Performance but, art. There's a performance art. Uh, I was over by Caesars, and where they've got the, the historic fountains. Yeah. Caesars. There's the one that's right up by the sidewalk. Well, like occasionally people like jump in there and take pictures and whatnot. It was pretty cold this day. I want to say it was in the 40s. Mm-hmm. I and know there's the a guy with sunglasses. In. He takes his robe off, and he's wearing a blue Speedo. He, and suddenly whips out two drumsticks and proceeds to start drumming on his nuts. <laughs> I don't know if he was wearing a cup underneath. I don't know. But he was harassing people as they would walk by. Like, he'd go over and start, like, you know, p- popping his his pelvis out towards them, and he's just drumming away, and like he's like bumping up against people, and sometimes he's rubbing up, and I'm just like, what the fuck is going on here? Drumming I have to nuts. assume there was a well, hidden camera somewhere. Was no. there a was there a tip cup? No, I I don't know. Well, yeah, but it was inside. There really wasn't anything. There wasn't anything to put any any tips if he got them. So, but I mean, no, I mean there was a play. There's. There's only a just the tip cup. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You know what? That's not where I thought that story was going to go. 
Because, yeah, what, at first when that rope came off, I thought, oh, great, here's another fool going to jump into the fountains. <laughs> but no. He, no when, when the drumsticks came out, when the drumsticks came out, I was like, the fuck oh. is he doing with drumsticks? Blue balls group. Where was he keeping the drumsticks? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is this is this is the guy that got cut from Stomp. <laughs> Stomp on these nuts. <laughs> Spell D E Z. D E Z. Stomp on these nuts. Wow. Who could ask yeah. for anything more? Yeah, really. This is one of the joys of living in this town, seeing stupid shit like that he's happen. Given his, he's given wow. his balls a percussion. <laughs> a concussion? A percussion. Years ago, I was walking down the strip concussion. with a friend, and uh, a priest hit us up for money with a cup, and then mm-hmm. realized that he knew my friend, and he was just dressed in a priest costume. How <laughs> 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 oh, you been? Oh! <laughs> Hey, man. Oh, you know, converted to Catholicism, and, uh, you know, worshiping the Lord, you know, you know, doing good deeds for people and stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's my story. Yeah, and you're sticking to it? I'm sticking to it like wow, glue. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, no, it's, uh, fuck that, dude. I'm lucky. I get to stand in a pretty safe area. It's just, yeah, you get to any anywhere close to the strip. It's insane right now because of all the laws. They're going to change that shit before too long because it's just getting too ridiculous. Uh, what, what laws are you referring to? <clears throat> right now, it's a freedom of expression thing. And uh, a lot of these performers can pretty much have carte blanche as to what they're doing and where they're doing it to, okay. to a great degree because it is all public land. Actually, and, it isn't. The sidewalks are owned by the casinos. But, that was by the, con- the concession that was made when they expanded Las Vegas Boulevard. But there's some areas, I think. That some yeah, areas. The, the, the crosswalks, I mean. the pedestrian bridges are still considered public property. That's what I mean. Like, there's But the actual sidewalks in front of the casinos, believe yeah. it or not, well, are see, owned by the they, individual casinos. They tend to be congregated in like specific areas. Like there's Area out front of the hard rock that they well, yeah. all well, there, it's it's areas between the casinos, that yeah, are not exactly. Owned by anybody, yeah, that's yeah. exactly it, yeah. So that's what I mean. But those, but that's those laws will change eventually, and they know where those boundaries are, they know exactly oh, where those sure. boundaries are. Oh, yeah, well, you can see them. Now, how do you like this? I'm gonna get through every single news story. This is the last story I have. Wait, Paul's got five characters to go through. <laughs> oh, yeah, the other day I saw Master Chief and uh, War Machine walking right next to each other. I saw, I saw I've seen Pretty War Machine before, yeah. That's cool. There's some good costumes. I mean, there's some no, fucked yeah. up, horrible costumes, yeah. too, but there's some really good costumes. Yeah, out there. these are hey, these I mean, two pretty I did good this shit for a living, but I wasn't doing it for tips. I was yeah. professional. Yeah, you were, yeah. quote unquote. Is there, is there does anybody know anybody that does that? Does anybody actually find out? I, I know a few people who've done it in the past. I got my buddy uh, Dustin, who's done uh, Yoda out there. I've helped him do Yoda once in a while because he's got a Yoda outfit, but he didn't do it for too long. It, it's, it's, it's hard out there, man. It is hard. Uh, one of the people I work with, uh, her ex-boyfriend did that as a day job. Is is if, if you, is if, it profitable? I mean, can you, I mean, obviously. Yeah, he he did all right. Can you make better than minimum wage? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly. why that's why they do it. Yeah, that's exactly it. And then at night he would play in a Kiss tribute band, and it's pretty much tax free. Pretty much. Yeah, yeah really. Mm-hmm. All right, last story. Last story. According to the UK site of Yahoo Movies. Han Solo's battered yet indestructible Millennium Falcon has still got it where it counts and will appear in in the the new J.J. Abrams-directed film, which appears to be shooting at England's Pinewood Studios 2014. A source revealed, quote, a full-scale one-to-one Millennium Falcon has been built 
as well as the interiors of the ship for filming. The Falcon is done inside and out. Wow. Uh, sets were built off-site, ready to move when Lucasfilm Bad Robot were ready to move into Pinewood. Of course, as with nearly everything regarding Episode Seven, none of this is official yet. Right. I saw a picture. Now, when they did the original trilogy, they only built, was it a half of the Millennium Falcon? Honestly, for, I don't know how much. And I don't even know if it was one-to-one, because, I mean, you know, you, the scenes like where Chewie's up working on it, and you see them walking up the ramp and stuff, you know, it's, it's clear that they built segments of it, more so like in, in uh, Empire, where they're in the, or on Hoth, and well, I know walking they built around pretty- it and underneath, and they're climbing on top of it, but... I know they built pretty big sections of it, and they're made of wood, because there's a right. story about um, Harrison Ford getting pissed off one day and going at it with a saw. Ah, <laughs> interesting. But yeah, I'm just always curious. I wonder who would have that information. Well, what is potentially cool is that with so much Star Wars fandom, you know, maybe back when they made the original series, you know, everything was destroyed because, you know, no yeah. one expected to keep anything. I got a feeling that this Millennium Falcon, if it's modular like this uh, story says uh that i could see this being like traveled and built up and the centerpiece uh, for star wars the experience yeah basically basically yeah like our own little nerd aids quilt oh my yes yes that's exactly what nerd aids yes uh andy (laughs) being paul yeah you know what i bet you now that disney owns it it'll wind up like at uh uh epcot center or something well actually no in disney it'll probably end up like at disney sea no yeah really hard to get to Mm -hmm. tokyo disney it'll end up at star wars hong kong star wars hong kong that's it uh the, the way to revitalize to Euro London. Disney, by putting it there, you know. Euro Disney? Yeah. Anywhere but is L.A. That... because Disney's pissed at L.A., so they won't build things. <laughs> is, is, is Disney Europe still in existence? Is yeah. there still? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I did. And they still build things there. Wow. You know, I had the Jedi Training Academy at Disneyland, which was, was kind of cute. But did you go there? time. Well, no. They, they only allow like little kids to do it. We, you can, the you parents can get on your Oh, God damn it. Parents can sit and watch, and and they're they're very selective about like it's like, basically they're looking for like five year old kids to do this, okay. and and if you say if Young you're ones? an adult and you say you want to participate, they say you're too old to begin the training, blah blah blah, and <laughs> I really old. want too old and too Mexican. <laughs> it's fun oh. to watch these kids doing it because you know they've got the actors going around and interacting with them. Take a drink, and they're folks. all really good, but. At the same time, uh, my friend Greg and I were sitting there going, they really need to have something for adult Star Wars fans that have been around since the beginning. And I think you'll get there. Some kind of an interactive thing. Because it looks like, you know, if I was a kid that age, I'd have had a blast doing that. There is the light side. There is the dark side. There is no low ride. Get out of here. (laughs) Still, though, one of my favorite... uh, Favorite things I saw in one of the gift shops was a. You're not a Jedi. You're not a Jedi, (laughs) and you're never gonna be. Goodbye. (laughs) Anyway, one of the favorite things I saw in a gift shop out there. Far funnier than he should be. (laughs) It's just a picture of Yoda from the back. Hold it. He's got the the Mickey ears on. He's got balloons, and he walks up to a sign and says, "You must be this tall to ride this ride," and he's like a foot too short. Okay. And yep, then, I've seen that. Know, and then, I mean, there was two versions I saw. One that just had that picture, and then the other had that accompanied with "Judge me by my size, do you?" But it was it was quite amusing the first time I saw it, and I was just like, "That's awesome." No, not Chewbacca from a chimichanga, do you? Hmm? Leave. No more training. You mean like you no know, from an, from their uncle Chewie? 
Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You I will allow. Yeah, wow. If you're in for a penny, you're in for a pound. <laughs> <laughs> you I will allow, Uncle Chewy. Jeff for the win. You may have your training. Uh, where you get your training, write to us. Comments at uglycowshow.com. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. <laughs> like us if you dare. <laughs> yeah, really. Pretty Downhill hard. this neighborhood has gone. <laughs> <laughs> What the hell? A nice swamp this was when I moved here first. Terrible. Oh, wait, but your weapon, I mean you no harm. <laughs> Holy crap. Once again, twice. Twice Jeff wow. pops him. Oh, wow. Oh, deep we deep finally deep found long. where Jeff can totally defeat Paul in the Star Wars Hispanic racist face-off. Wear it with pride, sir. Wear it with pride. <laughs> it's an awfully complicated category, but it's a Jeff owns it. Pickle. It's a tricky pickle. <laughs> uh, Maybe it's a tricky <laughs> Until next week, I am Master Torgo. Mm, the famous Paul am I. 80s Jeff. Commander K. Back check dandy. And I'll talk to you next week in Geek. Oh, maybe. Yes, declaring our membership with pride. Uh, oh, I didn't want to run for any offices proud. anyways. <laughs> proud. Oh, goodness. Is that just like an L.A. connection? Is that Disneyland East L.A.? What's, what's your deal, Paul? No. No more beans. <laughs> Regular beans or none. There is no refry. <laughs> what the hell? God. <laughs> I'm just picturing Cheech Marin in Star Wars for some reason now. <laughs> That'd be so great. <laughs> Cheech and Chong Cheech meet Yoda. Yoda. Cheech and Chong meet Yoda. That would be really... <laughs> hey, man. We were just lo- wandering through this swamp, dude, and we just came upon this little hut. Yeah, we were. We didn't know what was inside. We were just knocking to see who was here. So, you know, cut us a break. Uh, what is what is this herb that you have smoking? Biggs hmm? hmm? is not here, man. Mm. No, you're kind, I do. Stoners you are. Hmm? Always thinking about where can I get my next hit? Hmm? How much they charging for a lid? Huh? Never your mind on where you are. <laughs> what you should be doing. Hmm? Uh, too old. Too old and too Mexican. <laughs> <laughs> when was the last time a lid was sold? <laughs> was I any different when you started trading me? <laughs> Don't you remember my wife beater and low hanging jeans with my giant wallet chain and tiny. <laughs> Tiny tear tattoo on my face? No, Janeway, I don't remember that. (laughs) Please, Yoda. Oh, Yoda. Let these two learn the ways of the force. That was a good Ben Kenobi. You <laughs> <laughs> can suck a dick. But as long as you love me, so make it so. Make it so. Make it so. <laughs>